So I asked you early, I was like, okay, how do you lock in with placements? I get to track seven. So I was tripping. I was like, what the fuck? As a producer, like, what was your job at that moment when an artist is looking to switch their sound? I wasn't one of those producers. I was just naturally talented. I was terrible. I'll tell you about a way to make a sound, too. Like, when you when you cooking up with drum kits. Man, over here, dropping straight Lego block gems, nigga. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we got Long Overdue. Long track record. I mean, this is what basically holding it down looks like right here, man. We got Kid Hazel. What's man, up with love. you, bro? What's up, bro? How y'all doing? My dogs. Man, pleasure. And we to be got here. JB with us, man. What's good, gang? So, man, let's go through these credits, man. You got 21 Savage and Mortal. You got King Vine and 21 Savage. Don't play that. That's going crazy right now. You got Nardo Wick, baby. What you doing? Migos, How Did I, Big Prayer by uh, Coyle Ray, 21 Savage, Spiral, Young Nudie, Metro Boomin, Jack Boy. I mean, I Am, I Was. What you got, like six or seven on there? Yeah, I did six on that one. Six and on you one. got onto the Baby Wave early, man. You got Narcs. Yeah, man. When that, that came out, like? 2017. Yeah, yeah. That's when he was, like, dropping them takes, him and Marlo back to back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. That shit was crazy, bro. I just had seen he had like 50k followers, and I DM'd all that, bro. This this nigga hard. So and I had these DMs. I'm like, hey, I got some beats for you, man. Just sent them through, man. So I ain't gonna lie, do my research and stuff, man. I know, cat. This is this still this still gonna be like a producer interview today, but man, you, I know you had like a lot more to talk about besides just producers and stuff. So I see you on your channel. You have a vlog series called Vegan Eats and Beats. Yes, sir. Bro, just, bro, just get on the camera and just eat some vegan food and just listen to the beats, man. So yeah, man. What made you go vegan? Uh, so I started getting into, like, spirituality and started understanding, like, what I consume is where I get, like, primarily most of my energy from. So I started, like, kind of, like, looking into how, you know what I'm saying, the meats that I was consuming, you know, the livestock was being treated, you know what I'm saying? Some people go vegan based off of uh, animal rights and stuff like that, but that's just one half of it, you know what I'm saying, because... uh what people must understand is that we are what we eat. So, you know what I'm saying? If this animal was crying and got slaughtered and was, you know, cooked up and it was in a terrible environment, then we then consume its flesh. And now we have those emotions running through our bodies because as humans, we're electrical. So if we eat something with a current, a negative current, then it begins to weigh in on our energy. You know what I'm saying? Then we might be a little irritable. We might be a little bit of, you know what I'm saying, irritated. And, you know, it's little minor stuff. It doesn't happen to everybody, but I noticed it was happening to me. So... I just took my time and then I just, you know, took away pork, rolled for a little bit, took away beef, rolled for a little bit, took away chicken, and then I became vegetarian. And then once I felt like I was able to let go cheese and uh, dairy, then I went ahead and made the full jump to vegan. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was a process, though. I never, I don't never recommend people go cold turkey, you know what I'm saying? Just go from regular, oh, I'm vegan now. Because your body is used to consuming, you know what I'm saying, nutrients a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So if you just cut it off, then your body's intelligent. You know what I'm saying? We can still, you know, live great lives, you know, eating whatever, but the body is uh, really intelligent. It'll figure out a way to, you know, do it properly. So the vegan, it just took time. That's all. How long? Uh, about four years. I've been vegan for about four years now. But the whole process was about probably like a five and a half year process before I was able to fully go vegan. I ain't gonna lie, we just came from L.A. trip. He was on that vegan time. We had Zach with us. He was on that vegan time, bro. L.A. got some fire vegan food, though. I tried it. My joint was busting, though. I ain't yeah, gonna lie, it was, it was like a fresh. fried cauliflower. <laughs> it be busting. It be busting. Vegan food. Cafe Gratitude. Cafe, Shout oh, out CEO yeah. Dylan. CEO oh, Dylan yeah. put me on oh, that. Oh, CEO Dylan? Yeah, yeah CEO shout Dylan. out CEO Dylan, man. Sure. I might try it, though, because, like, recently, bro, I gained a lot of weight, bro. I feel like producers could relate. Like, producers sit in the crib all day mm -hmm. and just cook up. Recommend, like, what's a producer diet that we should go by? Even vegan, I might fuck around and 
sit down and not exercise for a certain amount of time. And I'm like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? Because you can still gain weight by being vegan. You know what I'm saying? Especially if, like, I try to stay away from soy and shit like that. But, um, you know, eating vegan and us being producers, we sitting down. We're not really, you know, getting too much exercise per se. But uh, I like to say uh, just do grab a, a perfect pull-up bar or a perfect push-up bar. That's what I do. And then I just try to do some pull-ups and some push-ups here and there. You know what I'm saying? I might make a beat, make two, three beats, go do some pull-ups, however many you could do. You know what I'm saying? And just keep hitting them things. Because it's just doing pull-ups alone, I notice, like, it'll tone up your chest. You know what I'm saying? As producers, we got to make sure our chest and stuff stay right. You know what I'm saying? Because we be sitting down and shit. So as long as that stays straight to a degree, then, you know, that's really it. You know, I don't really run like that. I, I do need to. You know, I want to start, you know, getting some walking in and stuff. But... Really just try to not eat too much carbs. You know what I'm saying? As, as producers, if we eat too much carbs and we sitting down, it then, you know, can back up our digestive system. It can back up other shit. You know what I'm saying? So just try to drink a lot of water as a producer. That's the number one thing. Drink a lot of water. Um, you know what I'm saying? Stay away from heavy, heavy carbs when you know you're going to be locked in for a period of time. You know what I'm saying? And um, just do some pull-ups here and there, pull-ups and push-ups every chance you get. Seen that? Seen that video? Of, uh, King Von doing pull-ups on yeah. the block, right? <laughs> that shit was wild, bro. Zaytoven, Zaytoven, you know what I'm saying? He cook a beat, be on the push-up. Yeah, you know yeah. Stay active. Well, we was doing, we was uh working on some shit. Uh, where Metro and Savage was doing Savage Mode too. Um, me and Metro security guards, we would do 20 push-ups every hour. We would just wait till you know, what I'm saying every two every hour. All right, 20, bust it out, go back to making beats or whatever we was doing. Another hour, do some more push-ups. Another hour, you know, 20 an hour. These oh, niggas making hits and just exercising <laughs> at the same time. That's why they making the hits. They got a little formula. Oh, yeah. So I see you have a video on your channel about high vibrations. So like, just give the viewers like a short summary of what that is and how to keep it. Yes, yes, 100%. Um, high vibrational, you know, being high vibration is how you feel. You know what I'm saying? And how you move around with your energy. Um, you can allow somebody negatively to affect your energy and ruin your vibration. So you could be in a good mood and somebody come in there Man, I'm just da 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 da. Then you like, bruh, you about to ruin my vibration. You know what I'm saying? You done made me go from where I was to, you know what I'm saying, down. So keeping a high vibration is important for manifesting. You know what I'm saying? In order to manifest properly, you got to have a mindset of gratitude. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a mindset of, uh, you know, your heart chakra got to kind of be open to a degree. Because when you use an emotion, when you manifest, that's what really make it go there. You know what I'm saying? But the vibration can throw that off because if you get, if you on a high vibration and then you end up getting on a low vibration, it can take your manifestations to a whole nother level. And it could be even parents. It could be, you know, for producers watching, you staying down, you know, you keep your vibration high. If your parents come in, hey, you need to go do this or that beat stuff ain't going to work. Da, 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 da. That could fuck around and ruin your vibration to where your manifestation ain't even going to go no more. You know what I'm saying? So you got to just try to sway that shit away. You got to understand as a producer, your vibration is everything. You know what I'm saying? Because we came in this world alone. So at the end of the day, we can't let nobody ruin our vibration, even if it's our parents, our siblings, best friends, close friends. If you notice people ruin your vibration co consistently, I would say try to eliminate them. You know what I'm saying? Not stop, you know, talking to them completely. You got to kind of deal with certain people, but I say deal with them with a, a wooden handle spoon. You feel what I'm saying? If you know their vibration off, you know, handle them from a distance, you know what I'm saying? But just kind of keep your distance because energy is everything, you know what I'm saying? This body, this flesh is just a body, but, you know, the energy that we carry is what goes a long way, you know what I'm saying? You move around somebody, you can move somebody off your high vibration. They could be on a low vibration. They could work both ways. And you, hey, man, you know, pick that up. Let's, 
you know, you got this shit, bro. Stay down. Da, da, da. You know what? For sure. You know what I'm saying? And now nah, you done fucking around and uplifted their vibration. Nah, for real though. Like you could respond to the DMs and be like, yeah, that shit fire. You ain't even listen to yeah, it. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's, that shit fire. It's just that alone. That, that's he taking that for the whole month as motivation, man. Cooking up beats and everything. Exactly. Man. And he fucked around, you know, and could do, you know, that's real. So would you say like you're a spiritual person? Yes. So like what led up to that moment? When I first came to Atlanta, me and 44 first came to Atlanta in 2017, like right after Narcs came out. And I was just like, man, I'm about to go to Atlanta. Like never had been to Atlanta before then. And I was just like, I ain't had nothing planned. I had no plays. I was just like, fuck it, I'm finna get an Airbnb. Then I'm finna go to Atlanta. Came to Atlanta and then we was just, you know, I went to Lennox Mall. I went and bought like 20 flash drives and went to Lennox Mall because I heard that's where rappers be. So I'm like, shit, I'm finna go to Lennox Mall. And I just had flash drives. Anybody I saw that looked like a rapper, I was like, hey, you rap? Da, 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 da. Hey, here, here go a flash drive. I just did Narcs by Lil Baby. Hey, you rap? Hey, here go flash drive. I was kind of putting in that footwork. But um, right before I came out here, I had gotten put onto crystals. You know what I'm saying? Crystals uh, and manifestation power that crystals can hold. You know what I'm saying? Because crystals are literally like supercomputers, but ancient times. You know what I'm saying? So I had got put onto this rose quartz, and I was wearing the rose quartz, and then... Uh, they will always say that rose quartz helps with your manifestation. So I'm like, okay, I go with it, you know, move around, manifest with it. And they start working. I'm like, yo, I'm like, this shit work. Like, it's real. You know what I'm saying? I knew it was real, but it really started working more. So I was like, man, I want to go deeper. I want to get hot. Like, what's next? Like, what, what else is, you know, comes with this stuff? And I, you know, I walk around with this right here. It's called Lake Lai, you know what I'm saying? It's an ancient uh, Thailand uh, type of hematite that's only found in this cave, Mekong Cave. You got to get it from a Thai master. It just protects you, you know what I'm saying? Keeps your uh, your spirits high. And then this is a citrine. The citrine bring abundance, you know what I'm saying? So you wear the citrine, it's sitting on your chest. This is your, uh, your uh, solar plexus chakra, and that's what controls the abundance. Some people can have blockages in certain chakras, and then that's why their manifestation ain't going, or that's why their spirituality is stuck. You know what I'm saying? Based off the chakra block, you know? So, you know, but I started getting into that, man. I just, I keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's like spirituality is only one half of reality. You know what I'm saying? Physical, I mean, physical is only one half of reality. The other half of reality is spiritual. The stuff you don't see, you know what I'm saying? The stuff that the eyes can't perceive, you know what I'm saying? The stuff that's taught to, that's thought to be fake or thought to be not real is actually real to a degree when it comes to certain stuff. So you're big on like your words speaking stuff into existence. Oh man, yeah. yeah. So like, I ain't gonna lie. This I kind of think like that, but like at the same time, I just haven't put one and two together. Cause like it's been certain times like I stopped listening to certain songs because it's like, nah, nigga, I don't want to die today. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit is real, man. Your subconscious mind hear all that. So if you hearing that, you know your subconscious mind like, okay, bet that's what we on. Bet that's what we on. And these thoughts that pop up might come around your mind and you're like, damn, why am I thinking like this? Or damn, why I want to do this? And you know, what we hear is, is important, you know? You rocking with the I am all, all is me? Yeah, you know yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I uh, self-law mastery, man. You gotta, you know, that's important, bro, for real. So what would you say like the energy level on social media like IG is, especially in the producer community? Oh man, uh, it's a lot of girls on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh. <laughs> I, I noticed like, it's like sometimes you go to like the explore page and then it's like nothing but females. It's like Ooh, almost what? like, yeah, Why is bro. Like that, bro. It's like Instagram it just wants you. Yeah, they they just want you to just they want you to waste your semen. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was just my page. I was getting mad as hell one day. I'm like, 
Oh nah. That's why they all got like twenty thousand like six thousand. I'm like, oh nah, this exposure is full of You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you might be like, okay, let me focus on doing what I'm supposed to do, or let me do this. The next thing you know, you you just seeing ass and da 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 and it's like some people be like, hey, let me tap in and it's like you keep doing that, then it's like, okay, now you're wasting your semen, you're wasting your life force. Now how can you fully, properly, you know what I'm saying, manifest the right way? Because it's like, it's it's a lot of shit. You know, it's like the woman in the red dress. This is a matrix, but it's like we see things in, in reality that's here to throw us off. You feel what I'm saying? It's here for a reason to throw us off. You know what I'm saying? As long as we stay true to what we own, then it's like now we can, you know what I'm saying? But it's like it's a lot of... Uh, detours in a row that's getting thrown here purposely, you know what I'm saying, for us to fall or stay in complacent ways. So, like, you've been holding it down for a minute, right? So, how can producers, like, process stuff or just move around on IG? Because a lot of times producers will, like, we talk about this all the time, they get on the IG story and see this nigga, okay, he winning, and go over here, oh, I need to do this or this, and then all of a sudden, like, they depressed now, you feel me? Because they seeing all this. So, like, how are you processing social media? Man, it happened to me, you know what I'm saying? When I when I first was trying to get placements, I would see people, you know, go up and I'd be like, damn, man, well, I've been sending out a thousand beats. Why, why can I, like, why is nothing hidden? Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, and the best thing I could say, like, for processing that is which to be just stay down. Stay down and think positively. You know what I'm saying? Because then that go back to the vibration thing when you see, you know, certain things in the kind of, man, you know, it's a normal, it's a normal emotion to kind of feel like that. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. But when you catch yourself feeling like that, you got to kind of correct it. Okay, boom, nah. Let me just stay down. Let me keep working. You know what I'm saying? Take it for motivation, but don't take it for uh, for negative, you know, energy and make you feel down because that's what will happen. It happened to me many times. You know, I would see producers coming up, like, you know what I'm saying? For example, like, um, shout out Base Cash. Like, I remember back in the day, back in the day, when Base Cash was getting placement after placement after placement after placement, I'm just a producer just, you know, trying to send beats out. I'm like, bro, how's he doing it? Damn, like, man, my shit ain't hard enough, bro. Like, Fuck, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, me and bro even cooked up, but it's like, damn, like, what am I supposed to do? I would feel down about it. But, you know what I'm saying? As I caught myself thinking like that, I said, nah, man, like, you know what I'm saying? It's bro time. You feel what I'm saying? It's bro time. It's bro time. It's bro time. My time gonna come. I just gotta stay down. You know what I'm saying? That's what all producers gotta remember. Like, you know, time gonna come. Just stay down. Stay true. Thanks, bro. I had, uh, I ain't gonna put him out there, but my boy called me. He was like, this nigga ready. Shit was kind of funny, but at the same time, I let me help my boy out. He called me on FaceTime. Lights was out. This nigga was in the dark. He was like, bro, I ain't make Don day. Everybody made Don day, but I ain't make Don <laughs> And I was like, bro, you have emotion, bro. You just got to, everybody got their own shit going yeah, on. Everybody yeah. got their own time. You know what I'm saying? Own path. So like, do you have like notes or like around the wall, like the stuff like to stay focused? I guess what I'm trying to say is like, bro, how do you stay clocked in within yourself? You feel um, I, have a, I have a mood board. You have a mood board, and then I, I write down I, at the top of the year. I clean it up once a year, and I write down all the goals that I want for that current year. So, and it's right above my cook-up desk. So, like, I'll write down what I got to write down, and then I'll look up, and i see that, and i say, okay, bet. And i remind myself, you know what I'm saying? You got to remind yourself sometime, like, okay, what's the task? You know what I'm saying? Always keep yourself reminded of the task because it's real easy, you know what I'm saying, to get, you know, uh, complacent, you know, as a producer, and I have I have two little girls, you know what I'm saying? So when I see them, I'm like, man, it ain't no option. I gotta, you know what I'm saying, stay, stay down. I gotta work hard. I gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like some people that don't have kids, that, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta write certain stuff. But like for me, when I see my kids and I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's what blasted me through the first time when I first had my little girl. I was like, Shh, I ain't got no option now. I gotta send a thousand. I don't give a fuck if I gotta send 
10,000 beats out this week. I'm about to catch something. You know what I'm saying? And that's when Since When came. You know what I'm saying? Shortly after that. I ain't gonna lie, be like that. I feel like sometimes you have to put yourself in a position where you really have no other choice. No other okay? choice. Like, it's a gamble. It's a gamble it's a for gamble. sure. Yeah. But like, you gonna have to do that. Like, I was telling YB, uh, what I had told you, bro, I was like, bro, I could have went back to Lowe's, you feel me? Yeah. And I was just like, man, I can't do it. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. And rent was doing two weeks, you feel me? So it's like, that shit make you work harder, you feel me? There's no choice. Yeah, when there's no choice, you got no choice but to make something happen. And you will make something happen. Just believe in yourself. Let's go back, bro. Let's go back. Like, where you from? Like, how you got started in music? Oh, yeah. So, uh, I'm originally from Compton, California. And uh, I had moved to Las Vegas in uh, 2009. Moved to Las Vegas when I was 13. And uh, I started making, when I started making, I started making beats like around 2012, 2013. My cousin Astro Martin had went to his mom's house and then came back with some beats. And I was like, he's like, I just made these beats off of Fruity Loops. I was like, what's Fruity Loops? He was like, oh, it's FL Studio, bro. You ain't, you know, he put me on with it. And I was like, oh, this hard. Like, start making beats. I couldn't make shit. Like, I, I wasn't one of those producers. I was just naturally talented. I was terrible. I had no rhythm. I had no, nowhere, I didn't know where to put the shit. And I, I ended up breaking one of my computers because of how frustrated I was trying to make beats on FL Studio 9 and 10. Um, but, um, you know what I'm saying? I just was like, fuck it. Let me just, you know, stay, keep doing it, keep doing it. And then, um... Uh, what you call it after that me and him you know we start making beats more often we start you know staying down and then 44 and I start making beats every single day and then it was I was working at Costco and I was like man this is what I want to do I want to be a producer as soon as I graduated high school I was like man I want to be a producer I was worked at Costco for about four years but I would bring my laptop with me to, uh, to work every single day and just make beats on the break room make beats in these like 15 minute break 30 minute break you know and try to go home make beats and just you know wanted to do it. I wanted to do it bad, man. I was like... Bro, I understand that hunger the first time, bro. Like, I got to make a beat 2015. Nigga used to wake up at five and catch the bunch at six, but try to make a beat before nigga go to yeah, school, bro. Yeah, like, dude, like, yeah, that, you know, yeah. Yeah, so, so who was, like, your, like, producer influences back then? Um, Metro Boomin, uh, 808 Mafia, um, uh, Sony Digital, TM88, um... Who else? Cardo got wings. Um, those really the main ones. All right, so boom, check this out. It's a question for everybody right here. What was the best producer cook-up videos back then? We're talking about the Metro Booming, the oh, Adel yeah. Mafia vlogs, you feel me? They got them Murder Beats and OG Parker vlogs. Yeah, like, what, yeah. What was your favorite? You Every time me? I watched that Metro Booming cooking up volume one and two, that shit would inspire the fuck out of me. Yeah, like every time bruh be sitting there just cooking up the beat, I'm like, nah, I'm about to cook up some shit, man. Like that right there was a that super inspiration, man. Niggas don't even understand how it is now. Like, bruh, this shit 2014, 15, bro. That was cool. You couldn't even see the screen back then. Okay, you you feel me? It was just straight Metro on that bit like this, yeah, not okay. head. head. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, you couldn't see none of that shit, bro. Okay. So easy now, you yeah, feel man. me? Italy Mafia TV is so legendary. Italy Mafia TV. Mm-hmm. Outside spins, oh my! But the closest thing we got to tutorial back then was the um, was that freaking razor shit that Metro did, bro. That was oh the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's I the closest that. thing we got to the, the drum kit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So okay, let's talk about Costco's, right? You said you was there for four years. Yes, sir. All right, man. So like, how do you just how do you keep how do you keep yourself motivated when you just working a job you don't enjoy? 
Cause it got to the point I was, bro, I was, bro, I was depressed. Like, you know how, how how it is working with contractors, bro, at Lowe's, bro. I was oh, like, see, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. So what's keeping you motivated so, at this time? At Costco, I actually love Costco. Was, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, bro. That, that shit was lit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was outside pushing carts and shit, and you know what I'm saying. Always it'd be people coming by. Oh, I need some help. Like, oh yeah, say let you know. Walk over there, help them. Uh, going people, you know, it was it was amazing. The workers was nice. The supervisors loved me. The managers loved me. I was really that nigga at Costco. Like I was like the super Costco superstar. Like I I had got employed a month like two times in a row. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like it was really sad. Like when I wanted to go full, you know, music. I told them I was like, look, I'm I'm, like, I'm about to focus on the music. You know what I'm saying? hundred uh, percent. I put put my two week notice in, and they they got me a little cake. It was like it was sad. I was like, man, man I, I don't want to cry, man. I was like, I don't want to see these old ladies in here, man. They remind me of my grandma, man. Like you know, I can't even count. Lowe's had a party at that little game. They had a party in here. Yeah, bro. Cause I worked at two different Lowe's when I moved to Richmond, Virginia. I had went transferred to another Lowe's, and like that one was like HQ Lowe's, so it's like more like rules, regulations. I was terrible there. So when, when it was gone, it was like, I remember I had called, uh, I forget her name, I had called and she was like, yeah, they they back there. They were saying, oh, Trevion's finally gone. I was just like, Damn. <laughs> how would y'all, 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 this is for everybody. For the people that do have jobs, a lot of producers have jobs and they're like, bro, my main thing is just getting out of here, bro. You know what I'm saying? And they trying to just jump and do that one special thing that just make it go. But like, what advice would y'all give the producer in that situation that's like, bro, Gotta get out of here. But it's something that pay their bills. I'm just, I advise them to stay, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying, to mentally get right. Right, so right. Can, but what would y'all say? I say stay until you can be able to kind of like, to a degree. Like, I'm not saying, because that, that stay till you able can fuck around and take years if you let it. You feel what I'm saying? So stay until you save enough to where if you can like say, look, I got enough money to last me for two months. You feel what I'm saying? Rent and food for two months. Let me go ahead and grind for two months consistently and put my two-week notice in and then grind for two months consistently. And if you put your two-week notice in, you can always go back if something were not to go the right way. So I say save for two months, put your two-week notice in, and then grind consistently, consistently, and then see what happens. Before you do that, though, bro, like... He said this uh the interview before June Genius, but you gotta lock in with yourself before you do that shit, gang. Don't don't do that and then be like, you gotta understand, like, and we're gonna talk about this later. I know how you say you send packs off. Mm-hmm. You sending so many packs, but like when you're doing this shit full time, bro, you gotta clock in at your studio, at your crib. Literally, you gotta clock in. It's it's not okay, I'm gonna just make beats and I'm done. Oh, it's so much more. So before you do that, you gotta clock in. When I be telling like producers under 18, I'd be like, bro, all that like stuff. That shit don't matter, gang. What you need to do is you need to slave. Slave. Until yeah. you turn 18. Cause once you get right now, you ain't got no priorities. You feel me? You ain't got nothing right now. Vacation. You need to be slaving. Like KBZ no did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nick Merritt did it. Like you need to be no slaving. You feel me? Cause when you 18 or whatever your situation is, even going to college, you still out on your own. You okay. feel me? So right, right. If you ain't got no priorities right now. Oh, the beats gonna have you sad when you get grown. <laughs> the beats gonna have you. I don't care. The beats gonna have you. I see them producers getting on early. Yeah, they doing it. Going yeah. flex. You feel me? Yeah, that's that shit crazy right there. I see that. Like, damn, that's powerful. So you quit your job after your first placement, which was like the Fetty Wap placement. Yeah, the Fetty. The, I got the Fetty Wap placement. So this is my. I'm saying like how like, I quit my job at Costco, put my two two uh, two week notice in, and then I wasn't quite ready. 
because I was uh the our good uh African plug Walla, he was buying beats. You know what I'm saying? He would spend, you know what I'm saying, a few bands on some beats. So that, and, you know, I was like, okay, that Fetty Wap had just hit. I ain't really get no bread from that because it was like he was, it was just a Fetty Wap mixtape, you know what I'm saying, that came out. I was happy. I was like, fuck, I got Fetty Wap placement, but he was rapping. So I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? He ain't doing this, his, you know, Fetty Wap singing shit. So I was like, okay, it's still hard. But uh, the African homie was paying us for beats, paying me for beats and shit. So I went ahead and quit my job at Costco thinking that, okay, boom, Fetty Wap. I ain't know how it worked. I'm thinking, oh, I got a placement. It's up now. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? But shit, I ain't see nothing. So, and then he had left. So I was like, damn, like now I'm back at square one to a degree. So I went ahead and got a job at uh, this cultivation center in Vegas when uh, Vegas just had got weed recreational. I had worked there uh, called Desert Grown Farms and I was just packaging weed. I was doing that for three months. And then that's when Narcs came in. And then that's when I was like, fuck, I'm going to just go full. And then since when came and it ended up that upcoming February Slaughter Game, I signed with Slaughter Game. So it was like all in that last, that last little stretch. Like when I thought it was, I thought it was good. Then I thought it was over. And then I was like, fuck it. Then, it, you know what I'm saying? It, it had started going good again, you know, right after my daughter was born. So let's backtrack a little bit. Fetty Wild placement. So you got that through. You, I think you had said like in the last interview, you got it through like uh, you, you found an email on the site and you sent it to Yeah, bro. It was a site called Sam Beats 2. And they got, bro, they had. It's legit? It's legit, bro. Legit now? It's been legit since the beginning. It's been legit? Yeah. But just don't sign just don't sign up though. Just go in there, see who they got the beats, who they who they, you know, selling the beats, uh, asking for beats, and then click on source. And then when you click on source, it'll take you straight to the Twitter link of the artist themselves actually asking oh, for beats. Shit. So yeah, that's all it is. It's a company where they just scour Twitter. They wait to see when somebody like Moneybag, yo, Fetty Wap, anybody asks for beats, put their email out, then they screenshot it, take it to their website put it on there, you know what I'm saying? And then you could sign up through them and they send your beats out for you. I don't recommend doing that just because I don't know if they sending out pools of beats. I recommend just going ahead and hit source, go see who it is and then send the beats out and flood them like that. That's how I got the Fetty Wap placement. You know what I'm saying? Monty asked for some beats. <laughs> that shit about to be saturated by the you know, yeah, the game. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah. But hey, that, that was the one though. I got Fetty Wap placement straight from that. Like, Monty asked for beats. Monty asked for some beats. I'm thinking, like, let me work with Monty. Me and Monty gonna go crazy, and then I'm gonna get with Fetty. Sent the beats, went straight to Fetty. Let me ask you this. Was it just a one-time thing? Like, you just sent one pack, and the first pack went through, or you was sending, like, every day? Like, you know what I'm saying? Sending multiple packs. I sent multiple packs, but it was the first pack where they got that beat from, and then I did the beat. You know what I'm saying? And after that, we just locked in. I was like, yo, send more. And then from there, you know, we did another record. And then, you know, but that definitely helped. With that placement and you saying like nothing really happened like financially, if you knew what you knew now, how would you benefit out that placement? Oh man, I would have, I would have went to Jersey and been like, yo, I got this Fetty Wap shit, man. Which one of y'all need some beats, man? Y'all, y'all, you know what I'm saying? You gotta go to where, you know what I'm saying? Hotel gonna dig around. They gonna come shop. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like shit. You fucking with Fetty? We're Fetty from from Jersey, so. You tapping in with an artist from Jersey and the, and the, you know, if you're not getting no streaming money from it, tap into where the artist is at. That's fucking with that, you know what I'm saying? And now you're going to be on a, a little bit more of a a, a stoop because now they see, oh, damn, bro, just did some shit with Fetty. Hey, what's up, bro? I got, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it work. Like, you know, if producers coming up, if you ain't getting no money, like as far as streams, you can always connect with like-minded artists, you know what I'm saying? And make a beat sale here and there, you know what I'm saying? And kind of keep you afloat. That's crazy. That's, that's an excellent answer. 
So like you've been in both areas, like you've been in both the mixtape and now we got the streaming. What's your what's your what would you prefer? Like which one did you like better? I would say the streaming, the streaming era, because I came in late and in, in the mixtape era, it was like going towards streaming already. But uh, like I would say the streaming just because I know for a fact like Narcs should be gold by now. You know what I'm saying? Because I got records that don't even got as much views as that one that's gold. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn, I know this got to be gold, but it's like it's a mixtape. So it's like they're not going to go back and certify certain shit like that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that is the probably only kind of like uh, con, I would say, when it comes to certain mixtapes. The shit could be gold. You know what I'm saying? Shit could be platinum. But it's like it's so old to the point to where they're like, I'm not about to certify that. You know what I'm saying? Because they got so many records. They got so many gold and platinum records. Some artists not even about to go back and then certify some of these records. You know what I'm saying? So, but then streaming, you know, you catch one on there, you get your, you know, you know what's, you can keep track of it. You know what's going on already. You know what I'm saying? Until the nigga caught that shit a mixtape. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Blowing me, oh bro. my God. Hey, bro, come on, two more years, I finally gonna got my shit, man. Cause yeah, you got a little yeah. plaque. You yeah, know, yeah. Cancel me. You, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, bro. So, that's the only con I'll say about that. So, your second big placement after that was a little baby narc. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, how did that one come about? Um, I had seen uh, Lil Baby on Instagram and he had like 50,000 followers and options just came out. And I was like, yo, this option shit crazy. I was like, bro, who this dude? I was like, bro, this, I was like, I'm trying to fuck with these Atlanta niggas. Like, they hard. So I had DM'd him and I was like, yo, I got some beats for you. And then he was like, bet, send it through. And then I sent the Narcs beat through and I ain't hear nothing back. And then one day I just happened to be on his live and I heard him playing the, the song. I was like, oh shit. I was like, this is, you know what I'm saying? And I made the beat with Gucci Mane in mind. I was like, this is some Gucci Mane ass shit. You know what I'm saying? But then I sent it to him. He did the song on live. And then uh, I didn't hear nothing still. And then when the mixtape came out, I remember it said, uh, I, ain't see the, I ain't see produced by Kid Hazel. So I'm like, damn, he ain't put it out, right? But then I start listening to it. And then I get to track seven. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this, is, I'm like this shit right here. But it has said produced by D. Billy. And I did the song by myself. So I was tripping. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? But it was a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Uh, D. Billy actually was the engineer of the record. And he engineered it. But I guess whoever like did like the uh, credits and stuff had thought he produced it and blase, blase. And then I was like, yo. And so I ended up talking to Sed. And Sed was like, oh, yeah, bro. Like, this back in the day. He was like, nah. And he's like, it wasn't like that, bro. Like, da, da, da. And Baby had hit me himself and was like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to do a video to that song, bro. Like, ain't, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Some random shit, like, you straight. Like, I was like, all right, bet, bet. And then that shit, you know what I'm saying, ended up being good, you know? But yeah, I was I was scared, bro, because as a new producer and you catch one that's hot and it, it say produced by a whole nother person and you know you did a beat by yourself, you tripping. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, that's another thing, like, producers don't trip sometimes because... I could have fucked around and ruined my relationship with Lil Baby. You know what I'm saying? All the way just by, nigga, you stole my beat. Da, 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 da. It was an accident. Lil Baby ain't no shit about it. You know what I'm saying? Said ain't no shit about it. So it's like, you got to kind of, even if you mad, try to approach names with a calm mind because you never want to ruin, you know what I'm saying? Because even, even to this day, me and Lil Baby still cool. Like, we ain't had no more records come out. I don't know if he did shit, but we still cool. Like, I could hit, bro, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, pull up or send some beats. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's, it's big to keep relationships, too. You know, but yeah, it was crazy though. I was, I was, I was tripping. Yeah, I feel that, man. I know a lot of young producers, man. They be ready to jump the gun. On yeah, yeah. That's why I just say that. I was like, make sure you don't jump the gun, cause you could easily ruin a relationship just off of, you know, what I'm saying, 
a mistake that somebody like a secretary could have made. You know what I'm saying? So I know you talked in the previous interview about Narc's drop. You thought you was going to get this crazy bag. Yeah. Life was going to yeah. change, but it ain't really necessarily go that way. Nah. nah. So like, what's the move from there? Because I see a lot of producers. I even went through this, man. Last year, I thought Tusi shit was going to go crazy. I was saying, yeah, this shit about to go platinum in a week. Yeah. If I knew what I knew now, bro. <laughs> you feel me? So it's like, what do, what do you do? You need to keep going. You feel me? Um, After that happened... I was like, yo, I felt like that. I was like, man, this shit finna go crazy. I was like, man, I'm about to just go. I'm about to, I'm about to move, bro. I'm, I'm out, you know. And then, uh, I ain't shit. Same thing. I'm like, yo, like, time go by. The BMI comes like thousand dollars. I'm like, I'm like, damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I fucking around, got more than that on income tax yeah. check. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I was just like, damn. But then I took it and I said, okay, this is just a stepping stool. Now I can go to Atlanta and say, oh, I'm Kid Hazel. I produce narcs. Now the people that wouldn't have listened to me are now like, oh, send me some beats. So I looked at it as an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Whether if it wasn't no, not a financial gain, it was a street gain. You feel what I'm saying? A cred gain, you know, in the city more. So I used it like that. And then I went ahead and came to Atlanta in December. You know what I'm saying? Me and 44 pulled up out here and then, you know, just did the little flash drive thing, went to Lil Baby's album release party, you know what I'm saying? And then it just vibed out and really didn't get nothing from that trip either. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, it was good to try to use that for my name in the city. You know what I'm saying? It kind of helped get me in rooms that I wasn't uh, able to get in beforehand. You know what I'm saying? That's hard. So at this time, you were a full-time producer? Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay, so let's let's backtrack. After that placement, you go to Linux, you're handing out hard drives. I'm handing out hard drives, yeah. Nah, man, we know how this shit is when you walk past someone. Hey, nope, <laughs> to keep walking, you feel me? So I know you're facing a lot of rejection, but how you staying motivated? Any type of negative energy that somebody uh, doubts you with, I always try to use that as manifestation power. So if somebody say, hey, man, I don't need your beats, man. Like, shh, I'm good. I'm all right, bet. I'm for the pipe up now. You feel what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, all right. You know what I'm saying? I use it like that, but I don't get angry at them. I just say, okay, you doubted me. Now I'm about to use this energy that you used on me, and I'm about to turn it around and go up. You know what I'm saying? So I always kept it and use it like that. So like, all right, bet. I wouldn't get mad at them, but all right, bet. You're going to want some beat soon. All right, next. You know what I'm saying? You're going to want some, all right, bet. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of use it like that. Don't get mad, because sometimes that can be depressing. And that can take you down a downward spiral. You know what I'm saying? Somebody keep doubting you and shit like, man, fuck it, man. Maybe my shit ain't hot, man. Maybe my shit, let me just fucking do something else or something. But use that energy and go up because that's the shit that fuel that manifestation. That's what gets your emotions going. When your emotions is going, then you manifest even better. You feel what I'm saying? Because you're using your heart. If you think about you damn near want to cry how bad you want to make it as a producer, that's going to make your manifestation happen because the emotions in it. You know what I'm saying? You could just manifest something without emotion. Just, oh, I want to do this. Where the emotion at? You feel what I'm saying? When you about to cry behind this shit because how bad you want it, that's how you're going to get it. That shit remind me of football, bro. Oh, God, <laughs> you playing in the youth league. I'll be like, bro, come on. But you be humming and puffing it. It may be raining cold outside, coach on your ass and everything, bro. Niggas you know you just hit that nigga, you feel me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah bro. bro. When did you like actually like go full-time like production? Okay, um, so my daughter was born. And so Narcs came out. August, my daughter was born in September. And uh, when I saw that being, when, my, when I saw my daughter being born, I was like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? I knew she was on the way already, of course. My girl was always pregnant. And I was just like, okay, it's coming, it's coming. First child. 
I'm like, shit, I don't know what's about to happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, fuck, but I had to make sure I was a man first. So when I seen that, when her being born, I was like, man, I was like, now I gotta make this shit happen. I can't go back to Costco because I done told these people that I'm about to do music full time already. I can't go back to the cultivation center because I just walked off. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just really just like, man, like, I'm good. Like, they would just have me do crazy shit. I was like, I'm straight, you know? And then she was born. So I said, man, October is when I fully was done. I went full time in October. Yeah, 100% full time October, November. I was just 100% full time. And I was just trying to, you know what I'm saying? Hustle, make a little money here and there, you know, stay afloat. And I just stuck that all the way out. Stuck that out until um, January, February is when Since When came through. You know what I'm saying? And then I got my first little, oh, okay. Did that with uh, Internet Money Loop, uh, E-True, uh, E-True Loop, E-True and Taz Taylor. So I ain't even know nothing about the loop game. And loops was still kind of, you know what I'm saying? I was getting loops from y'all. You know what I'm saying? Producer grind. I'll tap on producer grind, get a loop or, you know what I'm saying? Get some shit from there. But I wasn't really too familiar with like, if somebody had a loop in a in a pack and you do it, oh, you got to go clear it or, oh, you got to go, you know what I'm saying? I ain't know nothing like that. So when the song came out, they just had hit me. It was like, oh, yeah, that's our loop. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, it ain't no problem. Let's, you know, bust it down. Let's split, you know? But then that's when, you know, Slaughter Gang ended up coming right after that, February. So it was like that time where I was working, quit, you know, and then boom, it happened right after that. So it was like it it wasn't really no time where I had to go back yet because I was almost there. You know what I'm saying? I just needed a little bit more time, I feel like. But that's when my emotions really was at its all-time high because I was like, man, I was like, my daughter, I was like, fuck, that's why I say emotions manifest, you know, because that's when my emotion was here. I'm like, man, I got to make this shit work. I got to make this shit happen. I need this. You know what I'm saying? I got kids to take care of now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's really how it happened. So before we get into the 21 Savage, because that was a whole, that, that right there was a whole start of a relationship, really everything that came after. Yeah, yeah. But I want to talk about that four-month gap, because I yeah. feel like that's really the most important part. Yeah. I seen you talk in um, previous interviews, you was like, bro, this is a, it's a probability game. You yeah, feel yeah. So kind of like break that down a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, probability, everything is numbers. I started doing research about how people would, for example, it's a one in million probability you get bit by a, char- a shark. It's a one in... 16th probability if you uh, get hit in the head by, you know what I'm saying? Certain shit happened to you, it's all probability. So I figured, damn, if I'm sending out, I sat there and I thought about it, I said, if I'm sending out a thousand beats or if I'm sending out 40 packs of beats with 20 beats in each pack a day to 100 emails a day and I treat this like a job and I do that many emails every single day, I said, the probability of me catching a placement is very high. You feel what I'm saying? Rather than me sending out two beats a day. Because now the number is too, the number gap is too, too far. Rather than me sending out hella beats, now it's more options for me to, to win. You feel what I'm saying? So I uh I would just send out hella, I'll send out the same packs. I find the email, I go on that website, I start I was like, I was like, I'm finna email every web, every email on this website. I don't give a fuck if they're big or not. I'm finna email a beat pack to all these people. So I go on that website. Just keep sending beats, keep sending beats, keep sending beats, keep sending beats all day, all day long. And then um, Da Vinci, shout out Da Vinci, he had uh, sent me Young Nudie email. Joseph? Joseph Da Vinci. Yeah, yeah, he had sent me Young Nudie email before. And I was like, all right. And then I had, I just kept sending beats to that email. You know what I'm saying? I was like, bro, I keep sending beats to this email, bro. Like, keep sending beats. And then that's when uh, it ended up coming by. But all in that four month gap, I was just doing nothing but sending beats. And that's when the probability, you know what I'm saying, increased. 
Because then if you if you think about probability and numbers, because this is a matrix, everything we seeing is it's real, but it's like it's not real. You know what I'm saying? To a degree, if that makes sense. But um, if you put in the numbers and you put in the work and you manifesting while you doing the number game, your number is going to go down. Your probability number is going to go down more and more and more and more and more to the point to where you hit it. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Because your thoughts lower the number. So it's just like if you scared, right? You go to the ocean. Fuck, I'm going to get bit by a shark. I'm going to get bit by a shark. You fuck around, go to the ocean and get bit by a shark because your thoughts just made that possibility become a reality. You know what I'm saying? Some people, it's a lot of stories of people scared of flying in planes because they always felt they was going to be in a plane crash. They fuck around flying the plane one time and they crash. Or they fuck around getting, you know what I'm saying? That shit happens to so many people, but your thoughts is what control what the probability is. You know what I'm saying? So you thinking like that, then it's going to happen. Damn, that shit makes sense. We seen that shit with Juco. Ain't even going to count. We got a uh, team producer guy, I remember he's a sample maker. And bro, this nigga, when I tell you, like, if my cat, he missed one day last year, nigga sent, like, loop packs of, like, 10, 8 to 10 loops every day. And then ended it off with the Roddy Rich style and shit. And ever since then, like, every week, this nigga been posting a new snippet, new snippet, new snippet, new snippet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how that shit work, man. That, that thought, thought process is everything. That goes back to what you were saying about Instagram. They throw this shit on Instagram to throw our thought process off. Instead of showing this shit towards what we want to see, they'll show you a bunch of females or show you some shit to where it's going. Man, what's what's a, what's a third dimension of shit like that? Like, that's some shit that's in this third dimension of life. Like, I mean, we could go have sex. I mean, you know what I'm saying? What's really coming from that? You feel what I'm saying? Based off your dreams versus your dreams. So they'll put that shit on your face all day to where now you can't really fully, you know what I'm saying, think about the things that you want to think about and how that manifestation goes fast. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, shit, let's throw them off. Let's throw them off. Let's throw them off. So in that four month gap, you're sending beats out, you're being consistent. But like reality-wise, at the end of the day, bruh, niggas still got to pay rent. You feel got to pay rent, yeah. So like, what are you doing locally-wise or, you know, just to get that money coming in as a producer? Man, at the time, you know, moms, she was still working her job. So she was like, okay, you know, I believe in you, son. Da-da-da-da, like... I'm going to help out with, you know, whatever I need to help out with. And then at the, and, and other than that, I would try to sell beats to artists. I sell $30 beats. Like, hey, man, I got, you buy this beat, bro, I'll give you two beats. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't like to do that too much because I ain't going to ruin my integrity. But sometimes you gotta, you got to have some money because I'm not one to just ask, like, hey, I need some money, mom. Like, nah, I wasn't trying to do that because I always had a, 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 a sense of independence energy and I always wanted to be, you know, some are men like, you know, I don't want, I want to do this on my own. I want to, you know, I always had that, you know, kind of energy. So I was like, man, let's do these, you know, these artists need some beats. I wasn't really doing collabs yet. Cause you know, producers were like, yeah, you know, we ain't got what you got, you know what I'm saying? Going on, you know, but, um, uh, I was selling beats. Um, it was a, a guy that used to sell, um, he used to do like Instagram promotion. So I would refer people to him like, Hey, you know, you need Instagram promotion. I would refer people to him and then he would take care of them and whatever they'd do it and he'd bust me off like that. So it was a lot of different little ways that I was trying to like make some some ends meet. And it wasn't really nothing. I might get 200 a week or 150 a week and you know what I'm saying? Some small, but something to just keep me, you know, going, you know, like to a float to a degree, you know, until I started getting like uh, producer fees and different stuff like that. That was really the main source of income during during that four-month gap. You know, and besides uh, 
the uh, African homie uh, buying beats and stuff, but he, you know, he he would disappear and he'd go to Africa or he'd disappear and just disappear. So that wasn't a reliable source of income to a degree, you know what I'm saying? So I had to really just stay calm. Staying calm is the main thing, you know what I'm saying? The main thing. If you stay calm and understand that money gonna flow, if you don't worry about it too much, then it's gonna flow, you know what I'm saying? But if you kind of say, fuck, my money getting low, fuck, fuck, I'm out. I'm going broke and you know it makes it more stressful for you and then it makes it that that possibility of that coming happen you know what i'm saying so it's it's, it's that's definitely the probably the main way i was doing it really so i'm gonna put you in a scenario it's 2022 you produce it you got no placements you just got a laptop and some beats you in las vegas give me like a playbook of what i should be doing as far as i want to work with these artists or you know i want to start getting placements or i want to start making a living off of this Okay. What's the playbook? Okay, so um, reach out to that artist's camp and work with all the up-and-coming people that that artist fuck with because nine times out of ten, they going to be the ones that respond quick. You know what I'm saying? Work with them. You know, send the, the people that would be considered not hot to a degree yet, send them beats because if you send them beats, you a producer in 2022, you got hard beats, you ain't got no placements yet, go for the people hack at the legs don't go for the head yet hack at the legs okay i got this artist boom let me work with him boom let me work with him then that's gonna be a, a, a pyramid effect and then those bigger artists are gonna hear damn these beats is hard you know what i'm saying these beats is fire oh who made that beat and you'll just keep going till you get that who made that beat that's the number one thing you want to get you know what i'm saying who made that beat boom oh send some beats and then now you don't work through a so-and-so 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 hey let me try to DM him now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, damn, you done did my young niggas beats. You done did da 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 Oh, yeah, send me a pack, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's probably the best tactic nowadays because at first you could just email shit. That emailing shit is dead now. You feel what I'm saying? Like to a degree, if you just email an artist, uh, an email that's in the artist's bio, they getting hit so much to the point to where it's like, you know what I'm saying? The chances of it happening is high, but I mean, it's not too high, but if you keep going, you never know, but it's like you don't want to bank on that. So I would say the the most surefire way, the way that I kind of had took at the time too, is work with the up and coming artists that's connected to these big artists. And even if they not connected to the big artists yet, but they in the scene or they in the mix to a degree, work with them, reach out to them because they taking all beats. You know what I'm saying? They taking all the beats right now. You know what I'm saying? They doing them, they responding, they hitting back, you know, uh, follow these A&Rs. A lot of these label A&Rs and see who they about to sign. Because they probably, they be signing people that have 6,000 followers, 5,000 followers, 2,000 followers because they had a vision. Like, I remember when uh, Baby Keem, Cardo Got Wings had told us about Baby Keem. He had like 1,500 followers, 1,000 followers. You know what I'm saying? And look at Baby Keem now. So it was like, imagine if niggas would have like, you know, producers would have tapped in with him then. You know what I'm saying? When he was, you know, tapping in and, you know, boom. You never know what could have happened. You could fuck around be on Kendrick shit or be fuck around be on... You know what I mean? But it's the key is to catch them when they when they just starting. That's the key for a new producer. In this generation, you got so many new talents coming out, you know what I'm saying? With like, you know, with all the different waves and all the different styles and, you know what I'm saying? Learn how to be with, learn what's hot right now. You know what I'm saying? Right now, like, that shit tragic in them doing and yeeting them, that shit hot right now. It's hot. You feel what I'm saying? So like, as a producer, if you making beats like that or if you making beats like, you know what I'm saying? Trap, certain types of trap beats, Work with artists that's on that, and then just, you know, come up like that. Cause these they, they, these artists is coming out with one song with a good visual. 
now they going up. You know what I'm saying? That you the producer, you know, they go up too. Let me ask you something. When it comes to what you just said, the question he asked you, with an up-and-coming producer, see, you have a strong brand, you know what I'm saying? Like your tag, the sword, even the visuals, even like on YouTube, the, the vegetarian shit. What do you advise producers to do for their branding and their image? Because a lot of producers' image is somebody else's image. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. on that me time. They're on all oh, I'm him. I'm right, him. right, 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 you know right, what I'm right. So, and I know that somebody taking the advice that you give, they could be a copycat. They could be, I'm him. And then go around and doing that and it's not working. They're wondering why. So, how do you, how does somebody like be unique to themselves or have their own brand? You know what um, I would say, I would say kind of just, Stay true to yourself the best way you can. Get your influences. Of course, you know what I'm saying? I always have my influences. There's been times where I try to make a beat like a certain producer or try to, you know what I'm saying? I use that certain producer's tag, moniker, before my beat would come on just to kind of see how it would sound. You know what I'm saying? But um, I would say stay true to yourself and it's going to come because you're going to find yourself. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of like, what's your interest? What's something unique about you? You know what I'm saying? Like me, I'm Kid Hazel because I have hazel eyes. You feel what I'm saying? When I was a kid, I called myself Kid Hazel. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be Kid Hazel. And that's when I was like seven years old. You know what I'm saying? So I just remembered that, stuck with that. And it, it don't matter if you got hazel eyes or not. Like, if you got something unique about you and you feel like you can, you know, blast off on it, you know what I'm saying? Or you got something that's different or, you know what I'm saying? The key is to kind of be different to a degree. Because it's like, if you got a lot of people going left and you go right, you're going to eventually meet at the same path, but then you're going to be by yourself. And these people are going to be with 40, 60 people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, me doing the vegan stuff and just kind of being like, hey, I'm on the vegan shit. Even being around street niggas and, you know, being around people that's eating, uh, you know, they eat good. They eat, you know, there have been times they've been eating Benihana's. Hey, you want some Benihana's? Nah, I'm vegan. You know what I'm saying? they like, damn. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of like helped me be different to a degree as well. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, and find a brand, finding a brand, like when I do the Sweena Sword, Sweena Sword is, is my tag. I got a clothing brand and then my Seamoss company is Sweena Seamoss. So I kind of just kept it all in a circle. But uh, something catchy, you know what I'm saying? But it, that was my hardest part too. I was trying to, I was, that, during that time, I was just trying hard to figure out how can I brand myself? You know what I'm saying? And then when I started working with Savage, it kind of just all put the pieces together. You know what I'm saying? Because before that, I was like, I was just Kid Hazel. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really have no brand or, you know, I didn't really have no, you know, necessarily an image per se, you know, any of that yet. But it came with time. And that's all the big producers I've talked to. They say it's going to come with time. You know what I'm saying? Naturally, yeah, right? just just remember and try not to be like somebody else to a degree. Keep your influences. Let them influence you. But always keep in mind you, you. You know what I'm saying? That's the main thing. You stay on me. I fuck with them. I'm going to make beats like them. I like them. But let me be me. You know what I'm saying? Let me use these, you know, these sounds. I, I tell you about a way to make a sound too. Like when you when you cooking up with drum kits, go through the drum kits and find the sounds that you like to use. Say if you have five drum kits, instead of going, okay, I'm gonna use this kick from here. Then you gotta go find another drum kit. Just get all them sounds, put them in one drum kit. That way, and just use that drum kit for six months straight. And I promise you, you're gonna have a sound. That's fine. Sauce. That's fine. Hell yeah. Ain't even count. Yeah. <laughs> we kinda already, everybody got a dash <laughs> yeah. folder. You feel All them yeah, drum yeah. kits, just, okay, I like this hi-hat, I like this 808. Put all that shit in one compiled drum kit. Then just use just that drum kit for six months. And you're gonna start noticing, like, damn, like, hey, my shit sounded different. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
You can pass that on. See mouse real quick. Y'all, we finna have a little commercial break. So backstory, man. He walked in. He was like, hey, "Y'all want some of this shit? We tried it. That shit kind of good. We're gonna, 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 gonna count." So let's talk about this real quick before we get in here, man. This shit taste like candy. Y'all ain't even gonna hold you, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. I didn't walk in here with a zip at first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to have some bags to hand y'all because I got a logo on bags, but I ain't had no bags out here, so I was like, man. So yeah, what's what's this? What's this again? So that's uh Seamoss Gummies. You know what I'm saying? That's from my Seamoss Gummy Company. Um. Seamoss is a sea algae. It has 92 out of 102 minerals that the human body is comprised of. It's a uh, very high in zinc, magnesium, uh, you know what I'm saying, manganese, keratin, vitamin K. Uh, it literally has uh, 92 out of 102 minerals that the body is comprised of. So us being musicians, we stay up late, right? We stay up, you know, we might be in the studio all night. We might fuck around and, you know, be not getting enough certain minerals. The CMOS gummies is something that I, I brought to the table to you could take on the go. You know what I'm saying? You might be on the go. CMOS gel is good too, but you got to keep that refrigerated. The CMOS gummies are actually dehydrated. So you can take that. Boom. All right, I'm going to have this long session. I need some energy. Take you two CMOS gummies. You know what I'm saying? Drink some water. And now you're going to have the 92 out of 102 minerals that your body's comprised of. So you're going to be thinking clear. You're going to have a lot of zinc. So your immune system is going to be working very, very strongly. You know what I'm saying? And it, it removes mucus from the body. If you smoke a lot of gas, you might be smoking. You're like, damn, you know, your lungs shed shed uh, the lining uh, every so often. So your lungs clean themselves. It's a self-cleaning lungs. So when you're smoking heavy, though, it kind of has a hard time. So CMOS can kind of help the lungs clean themselves. You know what I'm saying? Just because the CMOS removes mucus. So if you're taking CMOS consistently, you will notice that you'll, you won't have as much mucus that you normally do. You know what I'm saying? Your uh, hair will begin to grow very good. You know, your skin will clear up. Um, and your digestive system can benefit from it as well just because you have more minerals to help you digest food as well. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I used to sit here and be like, man, shut up, bro. This shit don't matter. That shit do matter, bro. Yeah, yeah, it do, feel man. Me? See, a lot it of producers do. now, they post, they be like, bro, I've been so depressed for months, weeks, you feel me? But I started exercising and getting eating good and now I just feel so much better. Let yeah, me tell you bro. my story. And it's like, we sit in the crib all day, bro. Our mental got to be straight. Our body got to be straight. We cannot log in if our body ain't straight. You feel me? Can't do it, bro. And, you know, that CMOS depression and, and, you know, a lot of that stuff, it it can also come from a lack of certain types of minerals. You know what I'm saying? Certain types. We're not getting a certain amount of minerals. We're not getting a certain amount of vitamin D. We're not getting a certain amount of, you know, and that can lead to that. And depression is a very serious thing. And it's like a lot of people deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Even if they might not let you know, but it's something that can be, corrected with mineral intake, you know what I'm saying? Actually getting out and seeing some sunlight and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know. Let's talk about 21 Savage. Um, talk about, like, how that relationship came about to that and you getting signed. Oh, man. So, um, I like, going back to sending out the beats a lot, I had sent out the Since When beat to Young Nudie's email. And then shout out DJ BJ. DJ BJ actually opened up the email and uh, that's what the Since When beat was. Nudie got on the beat. He got Savage on the beat. And I didn't know about that either. I ain't know about nothing. I'm just, you know, once again, I'm on Instagram. I'm looking. I see uh, 21 post a story, and he's listening to the beat. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm like, that's my beat. Like, oh, you know what I mean? And then uh, I had reached out to him. I was like, oh, yeah, I produced that, da, da, da. And then um, I had hit uh, Nudie and said the same thing. And then that's when... Uh, TP hit me and was like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He did that beat, da-da-da-da. Then shortly after that, Meezy had hit me and was like, yo, 
Savage fucking with you. He wants you to, you know, sign with us, Slaughter Gang. You'll be the first producer, first and only producer signed to Slaughter Gang. I'm like, hell yeah. I was like, shit. I was like, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Let's... But I ended up going to uh, L.A. to link up with Fatboy SSC for All-Star Weekend. This is uh, February 2018. And uh, this is after, before Since When came out. This is, just, you know, they just talking about it. And it's like, okay, boom, the record's done. But I'm moving around. I, You know, I'm about to be Slaughter Gang. And, you know what I'm saying, everything was in that. That was in motion. So we went to L.A., and then I ended up hitting Measy like, yo, I'm in L.A. And he's like, oh, yeah, pull up to the studio. So me and 44 pulled up to the studio with Savage. And then he, that was my first time meeting him in person, seeing him in person. I was really like, I was kind of like, because I always looked up to him. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to work with him. I had so many 21 Savage type beats on my computer. It was ridiculous. Like, And then I just walked in the room. He looked. He's like, oh, what's good? I'm like, what's good, bro? He's like, oh, yeah, you got the beats? I was like, oh, yeah. You know, I'm sitting there just, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> scrambling around and shit. I'm like, oh, all right. And at the time, my laptop was literally living on life support. <laughs> you feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, my laptop was living on life support. So it's like, this shit was overheat cut off. I unplugged it, cut off. I was like, bro, I got to fucking, I used to have to put a cold bottle, bottle of water on my laptop. Oh, damn. On God, to keep that shit cool in order for, so I did that. I pulled my laptop out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, bet. I just started playing beats for him. You know, first time in person playing the 21 Savage type beats that I already had made, you know, months before I even knew I would work with 21. And, you know, he put, go to the next one, go to the next one, put that one to the side, put that one to the side. Oh, pull that one up. I'm like, oh shit. Like, pulled the song up, sent it to the engineer, and I'm sitting there watching them. 21 make a song right in my face. Like, I was just shocked, bro. I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. And then after that, he was just like, yeah, bro, you know, you hard, da 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 da. You know, we gonna, let's go crazy. And then uh, we ended up going on tour with Post Malone, uh, what, March, April, in April, you know what I'm saying? So it went from the record, the Sense Win record, and then pulling up to L.A., getting in the studio with him, and then on a three-month tour with Post Malone, just like that. Like, but boom, that shit boom, boom, just, boom. like, flipped. All like, flips, stuff. yeah, man. I'm like, oh, shit, you know, we're going on tour with Post Malone for three months, and we had a studio bus. So the whole time, I'm making beats. Like, I was like, I'm not about to let these niggas see me sleeping. I'm not about to let these niggas see me doing nothing but making beats because right now I got opportunity and I'm not about to fuck this opportunity up. Every time Savage wake up, I got to be already up making beats. Like I can't sleep in. I can't, you know, that's my mindset. I'm like, yo, I'm waking up early. As soon as I hear people moving around, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, bro, I was like, man, this is what has to happen. You know what I'm saying? And then we just build a relationship over the months as time would go, you know, and, you know, we would make music every day. We had a studio bus, so he'd be recording so many songs. And, hey, Hazel, pull up a beat. Hey, Hazel, pull up a beat. All right, bet. Hey, Hazel, we're going to the studio. Pull up a beat. You know, and it was just, you know, that's how I really got to know him. You know what I'm saying? That during those times, you know. But it was it was a great relationship, though, as far as in the beginning. Like, he's real cool, all about principle. You know what I'm saying? All about being real. So if you be real, you, you know what I'm saying? You're going to go a long way with him. You know what I'm saying? Loyalty, he all about loyalty all about being real, you know what I'm saying, and just staying true to who you are, not trying to, be, a lot of people might come around, He they like they, they was thinking like, oh, you know, you're going to come around and try to act like us, or are you going to come around and try to be you, you know what I'm saying, so I just came around and kept being me, you know what I'm saying, I, I got made fun of a lot, man, vegan ass nigga, man, you know, vegan, what the fuck you eat, you know what I'm saying, not just by him, but like by other people around, like man, it just was funny to them because they never seen nobody vegan, or you know what I'm saying, like what the fuck are you doing, like, you know, it was different. So, but uh, I just stayed down, stayed true to who I am. And then that helped me, you know what I'm saying, solidify my spot. You know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, Slaughter Gang producer. 
I just want to break this down because I feel like viewers missed the whole point of this. I asked you earlier, I was like, okay, how do you lock in with placements? You was basically saying, hey, work around people in that camp. Yeah. It's going to lead up to it. Yeah. So asking you now, you sent Beast to Nudie in that camp and it led all the way to 21 Savage. Yes. You feel me? We hear yes. the story a lot of times. Just had to break it down. Yeah. Y'all niggas ain't hearing us, yeah, bro. Yeah, man. You feel me? You know, it's like the same thing. Like, you trying to get to Savage, hey, hey, reach out, you know what I'm saying, to mute. Do some shit with mute. Do some shit with you know with uh for Quan. Do some shit with Tip. Do some shit with try to tap in with Harold. Then it's going you know what I'm saying fuck around and tap you in a sec because he listening. You know what I'm saying who beats that? Who made that beat? You know he hears some harsh shit. He gonna say who who made who made that beat? Don't trust any of these fake producer ARs charging a hundred fifty dollars for a young boy placement. Shit like that. Yeah. Like you just you can't beat the relationship. Can't beat phase. it. You can't you know beat it. So you can't beat no it. No money can get you. A 21 record, a young boy record, it can get you a fucking feature from yeah. vocals. You know what I'm saying? But other than that. That's real shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, they going to do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Artists going to pick what they want to pick. And it's like, nobody can't, you know what I'm saying? Control that based off of you paying them something. You know what I'm saying? Unless they like super close with them. But even then, it's like, you don't want to, you know what I'm saying? You build it in, you lock it in. It's going to take time. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to work. So I want to talk about this phase you was in with 21 Savage. I feel like you came in towards like the second phase. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. he was already lit, had that yeah. run. Yeah. And you kind of came in the phase where he was more like. What's next? Like, you know, like, okay, let's switch it up. Get a little bit d diverse with the music and lyrical with the music. Because, right, 21, when he was Red Ops, that's a whole different 21 than we got now. He was reckless. So, as a producer, like, what was your job at that moment when an artist is looking to switch their sound like that? I just had to. Like, I was nervous, man. I was like, man, he gonna give me this opportunity, man. I was like, am I ready? Like, I was like, fuck. Like, I'm still kind of new. Like, you know, it was 2018. I was making beats for, for 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17. I was making beats for about four years at the time already. So I still, I was kind of, my ear was kind of already mastered. Not mastered, I want to say mastered. But it was, like, good enough to where, like, I could play a beat for somebody. And they're like, all right, bet. But uh, my main thing is after, because he already did Savage Mode 1. He already did Issa. So bank account was out. You know what I'm saying? X bitch, all that shit was already going crazy. And it was still that whole tour he was performing that whole album. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, my whole biggest thing was like, man, they doing something new. You know what I'm saying? He like, yeah, I'm doing new shit. Like, you know, just make some hard shit. Like, you know, and there's been times where he told me like, hey, Hazel, like, you need to switch up your drum pattern. Like, you you made the same drum pattern on this last two beats. And that that constructive criticism is needed. You know what I'm saying? Some producers can't take constructive criticisms or they get uh they feel offended you know what i'm saying but a lot of producers you have to take it because that's gonna help you grow especially if it's coming from the artist so you know he would tell me like yo hazel like you gotta switch up this you gotta change this up or all right bet i'm just all right bet i'm taking that as i'm in college and then the professor telling me hey you gotta do this or your homework you gotta d on this homework but next time i'm gonna come check again and we can see if you redid it you know what i'm saying so i'm i'm looking at all that just like that and, uh, you know, we was doing different shit. Like, we was doing, like, for the example, like, the Gunsmoke shit. Like, it was a little bit different. And then Out for the Night with Carlos Santana. You know what I'm saying? I sampled Carlos Santana for that record. And uh, he was cool as hell. You know what I'm saying? Ended up, uh, he didn't want to clear it, but he let us interpolate it. And then my boy Einer Banks played that shit identically. You know what I'm saying? And then we ended up doing that. So it was a lot of records that was different for him that he ended up trying. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know... It, it it started it was it was going crazy you know everybody was like all the ARs was like yo it's a different sound like it's it's all different and for the fact for me to have six records on it being a new producer 
was, you know, really, really different. And, you know, it was a lot of weight on my back. Like, hey, you got to bet, you bet not fuck up. Like, you know, like, I'm like, all right, bet. You know, just, it was a lot of weight on my back for sure. But, you know, the album got Grammy nominated and he got a Grammy off of a, a lot. So, you know what I'm saying? I would say it went, it went good. You know, it was just, like, I would say the producers coming up, like, even if things seem like it's going to be bad or if you got a lot of weight on your back, just try to keep your composure. That's the main thing, because that can stress you out, too. You know, I was getting stressed out. I was like, fuck, like, this shit getting difficult, man. Like, he want different types of beats that, like, you know, I was, he not on that, that, uh, uh, Red Ops Savage no more. He not on that. He on some other shit, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it was different, man. You know, definitely was different. You got a new series, man, Red Flags. You're in the studios with these people. What are some red flags in the studios that producers might do? Uh. Pull your phone out and record. Niggas be catching that shit? Yeah, they be catching that shit, bro. Like, I've heard, like, I've been in the studio with people, and I've heard artists talking about that. Like, man, this nigga would pull out his phone and start recording me when I was in the booth or pulled out it, you know what I'm saying? It's cool because you want to let people know what you got coming. I understand that, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes if the artists see you, it could fuck around and fuck up the relationship to where they won't even have you back in there no more depending on how they are. Because, of course, you're not about to leak nothing. Of course, it was a boomerang. But the artists don't see that. They just see you, you know what I'm saying, doing that. Or if you, if you, you know, do stuff like that, that's probably one of the biggest red flags, I will say. Just being in my experience and seeing certain art, certain producers do it or hearing artists talk about producers doing it, I'm like, damn, y'all don't like that? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, coming up, you're like, shit, that's needed, bro. You got to let people know what's coming. You got to let people know what's going on. But at the same time, the best kept secrets are, you know, are sometimes the best surprises. You know what I'm saying? You just, you know, don't do that. I'll say another red flag is uh, smoking without asking. Because a lot of artists don't be, unless you see people already smoking, just like taking out a blunt, firing up a blunt, uh, that shit can, can mess up a session too. Because some artists just like Savage, for example, like he hates smoke, weed smoke now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, like if you smoke, like there's been times where I was smoking in there and he just left, like I'm gone. He'll just leave, not because of like he mad. He just don't like to smoke and be fucking with him when he's trying to rap. You know what I'm saying? So those are two red flags I know for facts. You know, too much weed smoke, recording, and I say one more would be playing switching the beat too fast. You know what I'm saying? When you playing beats for an artist and you going through beats, you gotta really feel the energy. You gotta really feel the artist's emotion and don't. It's a real. It's like a real thin like area to where if you switch the beat too fast the artist could get thrown off too you know what i'm saying so you got to kind of play it and just kind of monitor them you know what i'm saying but i notice when you play your beats nervously and you just look the artist play another one you know what i'm saying but if you look you yeah hey this shit you know what i'm saying the artist kept. you know i had to learn that shit when i moved down there bitch bro first time i played beats for item i went that bit had the hood on place and shot was standing there too bro yeah even did that shit in la gang <laughs> you feel me but like I don't know, man. Definitely, like, you you got it. Yeah, you the vibe set. It start with you, it start you feel with you. It's, yeah, look him in the eye and be like, nigga, you hear this? And all it really takes is, like, <laughs> all it really takes is, like, any got to look at the artist. Look at their friend. Yeah. This shit hard. Yeah. And your friend, like, hell yeah. Then they look at him like, yeah. put that shit up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all it takes, you feel Make me? that nigga in the booth. Yeah. So I'm going to put you in this scenario. This is some random shit. I usually pull up to LA session. Big Sean in the room. You pay a pack, a pack of beats, right? Yeah. You already three in. Nothing. Just play the next one. Play the next one. Play the next one. You know how artists when you catch them at the last minute was like, hey, you know, hey, I got my button. Let me play some beats. Yeah, they yeah, not really yeah. in that vibe. 
what are you doing? You feel me? Ah, man. How how do you taking it? How are you taking it? I guess in like right now he's in that mode where it's really like I I don't want to say like he's not in the mood to hear beats, but it's like he probably might be looking for something different or something. Yeah, like yeah, what are you doing when you playing? Like, what's your next beat? My next beat is gonna be some like sample shit. Cause they always any artist you play some like sample type shit that got like some like cardiac type shit sounding type shit. They gonna fuck with that. It don't matter who it is. You know what I'm saying? If you play some, you play some shit, and then you play them first three beats, and then they like they like play the next one, play the next one. I'm like, all right, I'm finna go to this, to this Mario Luciano shit that I got. You know what I'm saying? Play that, and it's like, you know, with the little sample on it, and then the drums hit. They gonna always fuck with that, even if they are artists that don't like them type of beats. I noticed those type of beats are the ones that all they don't ever pass. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn. Like, even, like, I could play beats for, like, even, like, Coley Ray, like, playing beats for her, I would skip through hella hard trap shit, get to one of them beats, and then she's like, oh, yeah, pull that up. You know what I'm saying? That that shit hard, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I would say those beats are usually a good lifesaver. I like to call those anchor beats. You know what I'm saying? After you played your shit, and it's kind of, like, not looking, like, they acting like they just trying to skip through shit. Like, bro, this shit was hard, bro. Why you skip this, like? You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I hear you on this, bro. Like, it really be, like you said, it be them last minute times where the artist's ears is burnt out. They like, all right, play the beats. Like, you know what I'm saying? But them type of beats be saving me, bro. Like, oh God. You used to be attached to your beats. Like, I'd be in the studio and I'd be playing beats for artists and they'd be like, that's what I want him to hear. Then he'd be like, next, 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 next. And I'd be like, let me just go ahead and play this shit that I wasn't going to play. Then i play that and he'd be like, put it up. And I'd be like, what the hell, bro? Bro, <laughs> oh god, that's bro. how that be. Oh god, I always tell producers like, bro, just have like two or three that you know for sure, like that's that you know sound. for sure. Probably yeah. on their lab project, cause like, bro, we went through that shit at LA. Already were burnt. We came in there last minute, played pack. Uh, I remember like the first two beats I played was some experimental shit. Like, I just had a crazy amount of perks in there. You know, niggas ain't yeah. fucking with that. Yeah. This nigga gonna say he got the Memphis voice, man. I don't like that one. Mm. I like, hey, nigga, just, just play the goddamn the, the regular Memphis shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. This shit hard. This yeah. shit like, bro, this like, nigga, bro. Why you want? You feel me? Bro, yeah, nah, that, that's real shit. Like, the don't play that. Like, the King Von don't play that. I made that beat with Uzi in mind. I was like, this some Uzi-ass shit. Like, I was just thinking about some Uzi. And then uh, I had sent it to uh, Mark, his a and and then he ended up playing it for him. And then I seen the snippet. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, he fucked with that? Like, that, I would have never thought. I would have sent him some trap shit, some drill shit. But, like, he fucked with that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we got thrown off, bro. Like, just in the studio. You dedicated your whole day to this nigga pack. And then nigga just be in the studio like, hey, bro, I want some R&P drill no shit. Care. And you just sitting there like, who the fuck you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> hey, nigga, yeah. what? Yeah, nah, for real. And Nudie is very hard to play beats for. Yeah, it's hard to get to, like, for Nudie. Like, if you playing beats for Nudie, bro, you're going to be half a 40-pack ready. Because he'll go through them shits. Next, 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 next. Pull that one to the side. Next, 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 next. Hard shit, though. You skipping through hard shit. But he just like what he like. You know what I'm saying? Like, lucky, the same way. Like, they just like what they like. And it's like, it got to be different nah, to a degree. Fact. I did a song with Nudie. I can't say what it is, because it's a, I can't say it, but I was like, bro, what? Like, why did you pick that beat? You know what I'm saying? He was riding, he was turning. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Definitely, like, you got to have the 40 pack, bro. You feel me? For certain no artists, man. The worst thing is the guy. Uh, <laughs> Scramble for beats. <laughs> I'm saying, and then you just pass the ops, like, yo. Well, you gotta, <laughs> he, like, play the next one, and you just, like, 
Okay. I'm, I'm burnt. <laughs> don't feel that. Yeah, now you're looking at the A and R, and the A and R looking at you like, nah, nigga, it's over, it's over with. <laughs> you out there, bitch. You feel? Uh, let, let, let me hear this song I made earlier real quick. Let me see the ox. No, okay. that's how you know, like, exactly. damn. Yeah, fuck. shit I just made. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> you, you like. be, I be playing. You been playing ten beats. Hey, hey, let me see the ox real quick. Let me, let me, let me hey, pull that. What we just did up. You like, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Nigga trying to show it's me an example. Ah, oh. it's a wrap, bro. Yeah. There's been times where I'm going through beats, bro, and I, I fuck around and I'm like, damn, I ain't had nothing prepared. So I fuck around and just had to find something. Like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember one time this AR, I was with a songwriter AR for the artist, and they was asking for a certain tempo. And I just didn't have that certain tempo beats. So she's sitting right next to me. This shit was funny. She's sitting right next to me. She like, it was like tempo like one, like I needed like 120. And I was burnt out on packs. I ain't had no new ones, you feel me? So she'd be like, bro, can, can we get something just a little bit slower? And I go straight to like 140. Knowing goddamn what yeah. it is. Yeah. Like, and I look at it like, and she's just sitting there like, my nigga, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is you doing, bro? I was, I was burnt that night, bro. <laughs> Hell <laughs> nah. That's how I be. Man, so I see you with the Boominati Worldwide. Oh, yeah, man. Talk Naughty. about Metro, that relationship, how that came about. Metro would pull up to the studio, you know what I'm saying, as we was working on the album, just to like either play him some beats or just, you know what I'm saying, vibe out with him, talk to him for a minute. And that's when I first met him. And then, you know what I'm saying, it's always been love. Like like I said, like that was an art a producer that I really like, you know what I'm saying, looked up to a lot, just not only as the beats, but as the character. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, some people, you know, walk around like, huh, nigga, like, yeah, nigga, you see I got on. You know what I'm saying? That's a good, that's a, that's a good, you know, being like, that's cool too. But I saw myself like, yeah, I'm more like, you know what I'm saying, chill. Like, you know, Metro be on some chill shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like real, you know. So I was like, yeah, that's that's more like, you know what I'm saying, what I'm on. So when I met him, I was like, oh, yeah, dude, cool as hell. And then we actually, um, he had gave me five starters. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, let's cook up something. Like, you know, I was cooking up a beat when he had walked in. And I was like, okay, he fucking with it. Da, 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 da. I was like, cool, bro. I was like, that's, you know what I'm saying, like, cool, you know. Then he was just like, oh, yeah, here are these five starters. You know what I'm saying, cook up someone and then just, you know, plan for me next time you see me. I'm like, all right, bet. So I went to the B&B, I was actually staying in the hotel. I went back the next day and I made all of them. And then, you know, that's where ASMR came from. The ASMR beat ended up coming from that same pack. You know what I'm saying? But um, it was cool, man. Dude was, you know, brother was cool, super cool. You know what I'm saying? Gave me some, you know, you know, good advice. Like, you know, just, you know, stay down, keep working. Got opportunities to hear, you know what I'm saying? His production and, you know what I'm saying? Cook up, you know, one-on-one and shit like that. like. So it was always good energy, you know what I'm saying? Always good energy, always learn something new, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, to now, you know, it's like definitely always uh, grateful for bro, for sure, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I seen you talk about in the last interview, bro. I got to bring this up. This shit was funny as hell. You got to mean this shit, bro. She was basically saying when you be cooking up from Metro from scratch, you was kind of nervous at first, but oh. then you seen him fucking with it. Yeah, bro, I was super nervous because I'm like, man, sometimes, like, I couldn't even think of shit. I'm like, bro, I'm I'm going back on shit, trying to make sure it's hard. Like, bro, like, can't fuck up this, cause then this is this is the first impression. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause every time, you know, you could always pull up a loop, or you could, but producers like that, they want to see what you could do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, let's see what you cooking up from scratch, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause these niggas is cooking up from scratch, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? That's how they was doing it. So it's like they see a new producer, like, all right, let's cook up some. So I was just trying to make sure I cooked up some decent. I was trying to, you know what I'm saying? Cause like. Ended up making some shit. It was hard. And he was like, oh, yeah, fucking with it. So I was like, all right, bet. You know what I'm saying? I was definitely a good relief because that shit is, that shit can, that stress when it comes to that type of stuff can fuck around and make you make some bullshit. If you let the stress fuck with you, not bullshit, but it's like you just won't be able to think. Like you'd be making some crazy ass melodies at the crib, but then 
when you right there, Sizzle right there looking at you, or Metro right there looking at you, you like, oh, bro, I got to make some hard, bro. Like, I can't play. Cooking wild, south side at your shoulder, nigga. Right. What's that? Nigga, I mean, that's it. Like, hey, bro, you got to act the fuck up, bro. bro. you better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Need a room and come back. Yeah, I'm going to have yeah. some shit. And you two know what red saying? flags cooking up with goat producers when you in the room. First thing, yeah, you cannot be the nigga that be like, the nigga on the south side team be like, hey, let's cook. And you be like, yeah, let me go to my loot email. <laughs> You feel me? Can't do that you shit, can't do that. Yeah, Unless no. you a loop maker and you making the shit right then and there, that's one thing. But if you a producer and you, you know what I'm saying, you tapping, you, we in the same image of how they moving, then we got to cook up some shit from scratch from them. You know what I'm saying? We cooking up together. Hey, I know you cooking up from scratch. I know you cooking up from scratch. Let's pull some loops up now. You know what I'm saying? We all know we could cook up some shit. You know what I'm saying? So then it's like, but it's like with them, they going to want to, when you doing that, they gonna probably do the drums. They gonna probably do certain shit. So it's like, you gotta add your addition in. It might be the melody. It might be, you know what I'm saying, an additional melody. You know what I'm saying, a breakup melody. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's one thing I learned about, you know what I'm saying, being around, being around them and seeing seeing how he worked. Like, he gonna add some melodies. You know what I'm saying? If Even if he working with a sample maker, he might still come around and add some melodies on top, some little accents and, you know, different things like that. Like, it's nothing wrong with fucking with loops. You know what I'm saying? But... When you add that melody and you add that, you know what I'm saying, it's that's all the way your energy. You know what I'm saying? Because sound and frequency of sound is nothing but energy. And sound is frequency. So when you creating, you crafting something 100% from scratch, that's coming directly from your mind. That's coming directly from the ether. You know what I'm saying? You pulling out energy at that point. We just using these laptops as devices, as energy conduits, you know what I'm saying, to pull the energy from our mind. Because before the laptops, it was us doing shit physically. You know what I'm saying? Are we playing something? Are we doing it physically? But now the laptops is a, a perfect energy conduit. So, you know what I'm saying? We making beats from scratch. That's our energy, 100%. And that's our true sound. Second red flag. You mentioned this. I was rolling off this shit, man. I be doing this shit a lot, too. I be low-key trying to, like, I be trying to say it, but I just give a nigga a look. Like, you feel me? But making some shit. And then let's say JB hop on the laptop and then just take all that shit out the beat. Man. Oh, man. You failed. Yeah. Fail, yeah, nigga. you fail. Yeah, yeah. You add some shit, they get on there, they they look around for a second, they start pausing all your shit. Pause, pause the melody, pause the... <laughs> yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, a producer, what they should do, they should do, make a, a unique track. You know what I'm saying? Keep what, keep what I had, but make a unique track and change whatever you want to change, but make a unique track. You know what I'm saying? That way you don't say, fuck me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> you basically say, fuck me, when you just yeah, delete all my shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, mean, I, be doing that. I be doing that because they be doing it to me, so I do yeah, it. If it, yeah, if it is, you like, all right, bro, you think that's all right, hold on. You know what I'm saying? But I like to say make a unique track. If you are going to do it, make a unique track. That way you can still keep what they had. Even if you use it or not, you still got it. You know what I'm saying? And you can try to see if you can make it work. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that is definitely it. You see that happen, bro? That should happen to me before. I done cooked up somebody, somebody going there. I'm like, oh shit! Like, I can have some else, nigga. Like, <laughs> over there and chill. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't gonna count, man. It's some funny shit. I was in the studio with this producer, and they got placements and everything. Like, nigga, got a track record. You feel me? Cooking up some shit. You know what I'm talking about? Me cooking up some shit. I was just sitting there, and I just had to help that nigga, bro. I was just like, bro, the eight away out of keys. I bring that bitch up. I'm gonna send me to the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I wish I could see through that nigga mask when I said that shit, bro. You feel me? But it's just like. Had to help that nigga out, man. Yeah, me? nah, that, that'd be useful. Like, you know, there been times where I've been cooking up, you know what I'm saying, 44 might be right there. And be like, oh, yeah, bring 808, bring 808 up one. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, bet. Yeah, you right. That, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
got to learn how to like take the information and you know what I'm saying implement it when it's valid yeah. you know what I'm saying because it's like your ear might not hear it just because you immersed in it and somebody else's ear might be like oh just go up one you know what I'm saying yeah. then then you go up one he's like oh yeah I see appreciate you bro like you know what I'm saying so I feel like that shit can you know that's definitely you know reasonable someone say that you really just you know helping the person out for real so how it be when it's like how do you feel yeah. you're in the studio you're making this song this beat with this artist and like he just the way the beat come out is just something you ain't really fucking with. You feel me? Like, I've been in a situation where I'm just sitting there. I might have started the shit on FL Keys, but the nigga liked the FL Keys. Now I got to leave the shit in there. And it's like, hey, at this point, I'm just doing this. Just tonight. I ain't even not on tempo. I do not fuck with this beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. Yeah, hey, bro. Like, you have records. It's just like, man, I don't fuck with them shits. We just drop them hoes. Yeah, yeah. See, when it, when, it, when it happened like that, bro, it's like... You, now nah, I'm just, if the beat was hard and they did something that wasn't hard, then that's one thing. But if the beat wasn't hard and they liked it, then it's like, all right, like, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? You hear something you like, you know what I'm saying? Let's, we, we doing the paperwork, or how you want the beat, or what you what we doing? You know what I'm saying? When it comes like that, like, all right, you can have it. You know what I'm saying? Because I like to look at beats like children. You know what I'm saying? Your, each and every one of your beats is like one of your children, per se. You know what I'm saying? Your child can stay in your laptop and live in your laptop forever, or it can go and go off to college and go off to and become an NBA superstar. You know what I'm saying? And it's like your beat is what come back and take care of you. Just like your kids. You take your kids, take care of your kids. Your kid might go off and do something, come back and take care of you. When you get older, your beats is like your children because you send your beats off. You go, oh, send you off, now I'll go ahead and finish, and now you come back and handle take care of me. You know what I'm saying? But there's kids, there's beats that you might have that you might not have, you know what I'm saying, rocked with, but somebody else rocked with, and it's like, it became something for them, and you know what I'm saying? That's what I like to look at, because I can always, if I hear one second of my beat, I know it's my beat. You know what I'm saying? Somebody play it one second, two seconds, I can hear it just off the one thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's how I know my kids. Like, I see my kids, that's my kids. You know what I'm saying? Beats, I, I know when it's mine. You know what I'm saying? I feel you, bro. So what would you say is, like, the biggest tip that you learned from Metro, specifically, as far as anything, like, life, music, production, business, or just anything? Um, Shit, I would say, he always, was like, just say, you know what I'm saying, stay down, stay true to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just stay true to yourself and then just be yourself. You know what I'm saying? That's what he had told me, like, just be yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stay, stay down and stay true to who you are. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the biggest tips right there because, you know, I remember asking people like, hey, like, what I got to do to make the placements happen or what I got to do? And then I remember they would tell me, oh, just stay true to yourself. Stay down. I'm like, man, that ain't no fucking answer, man. That ain't no real answer. You know what I'm saying? But then now as I progress in the music and I understand that is a really great, some real great advice. Because I remember when I was told that, you know, and I stayed down to myself and I started to see how things would come just from me staying down to myself instead of, like we was talking about earlier, we going and trying to be like this person too much or trying to be like this person too much. It can eventually deter us because it's like, if you make Pierre, Pierre Bourne type beats, you know what I'm saying, for so long, then it's like, you know what I'm saying, you can't, you only could go so far because there's a Pierre Bourne. You feel what I'm saying? It's not going to be, it's not going to surpass Pierre Bourne. So it's like, you could get influence, you know what I'm saying? I, I, Pierre influences me a lot, too. Like, I, Pierre is one of my favorite producers, just the way he do his hi-hats and the way he do his 808s and shit just be, you know what I'm saying, so so smooth to me. 
But, um, you know what I'm saying? I would say, you know, stay true to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Take influences, add them to yourself, but always stay true to you. So first thing I seen you posted a while back on Twitter, you was like, I got beats that I made in 2018 that still go hard. I stayed down with my wave now and I'm finna show the world. So for overrated, underrated, basically um, I'm gonna name a topic and you say if it's overrated, underrated and give your reason why, which you kind of already just did, but following trends. Over, overrated, overrated, overrated. Over The reason why I say that is because the trend gonna be hot for a certain amount of time. You fuck around and follow it, you fuck around can sync with the ship. You know what I'm saying? If the trend ends up going for a minute and it ends up, if you wasn't a part of the starting reason of the trend, I say just stay down with what you was on. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can still dabble, make a few beats like that. You know what I'm saying? But don't fully just put all your eggs in that trends basket. Because sometimes them trends, they be hot, then they not hot. Then it's like, damn. You know what I'm saying? So I would say it's definitely overrated. All right, so next, overrated, underrated? Buy emails. Super overrated. Yeah, super overrated because unless you get in, I would say just because the emails, first of all, you got to know if it's legit. You know what I'm saying? You got to have proof if the email's legit. If you're getting it from somebody that's legit, of course. Um, it can happen. It can happen. I, I mean, I didn't sell the email. I gave the email. I gave a, uh, just like DaVinci gave me new the email. I gave new the email to somebody. And uh, they was sending beats and they was opening They was opening them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if anything came from it, but they was opening them. So it can be, it can be good. So I would say that one's in the middle. In the middle. I would say, you know, getting the con direct contact can be beneficial. But at the same time, that direct contact, is it going to know who your email is? Is it going to open your email? Is it going to, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if it's a direct contact, if it's a direct contact, they're like, who the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? Or, is, or if it's them actually opening the beats from people, then it's like, okay, boom. But it's like nine times out of 10, they're going to be like, who the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? So I could say, I would say there's probably a little bit more on the overrated side. You ever engineered? I never engineered. You didn't? Okay. Uh, back in the day for a little bit, but a little bit, yeah, like I never was pro engineer? I used to be a full-time engineer. Most of the time, I'm the person controlling the computer. Okay, you know okay. And it'd be like, the way that they talk about, the way that artists talk about producers that they don't know is just like so disrespectful. Mm -hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But they'll see in the email and be like, Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. And I'll be in, on the computer like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. shit, you know what I'm saying? I can't save you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's why I say, yeah, that's definitely overrated then. So, diving into the sound side, overrated, underrated, quote unquote, stealing sauce. Underrated being that is something that's good to do. I seen you talk about it, uh, I think in the last interview, like in the blog, which you was basically saying how niggas will run off with like the sweet and soy shit. Yeah. It's like you need to develop. Like, it's good taking shit, but, like, you got to... Don't use it. Need to develop their own shit. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's definitely overrated thing because it's, like, I remember, you know, when I would be making beats, I would throw the 808 Mafia Siren on there real quick just to see how it sound. Or I'd throw the, the Metro Laugh on there real quick just to see how it sound. You know what I'm saying? This shit sound hard. Okay, boom, take it off. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about to put the beat out with the shit on there, and it's, like, then the beat get placed, and it's, like, now, I, there's people that... I use the swing of sword on that shit that they people think I made the beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, damn, Hazel got another one. Congrats, bro. I'm like, bro, I didn't even make that beat, bro. Like, that's not even, you know what I'm saying? So I would get mad at first, but then I start realizing, like, man, I ain't going to get mad at that shit, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I can imagine how Sizzle, when, you know, when they was using the 808 Mafia siren all the damn time, and it's like nobody 808 Mafia that did it, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, so 
I would say find your own sauce. You know what I'm saying? Find some. I got inspired to do sound, to do a sound tag because of hearing Lex Luger. You know what I'm saying? When Lex Luger did a boop, 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 Like that shit was hard to me. And then hearing, you know, the, the laugh, the Metro laugh and the, and the uh, sizzle siren, I got inspired to do the sword swing. So, you know, swing like, so it's like, you know, people using it. It's like, oh, well, I didn't even get that from you, bro. But it's like, nigga, like. You heard my music, you know what I'm saying? Or you, you've been, you know, just using it since 2018 or 20, 2019. It's like, bro, I've been, you know what I'm saying? So like, you for sure heard some shit. Like, so it's like, it's cool to have been inspired by something to do something, but do something different. You know what I'm saying? There's so many sounds you could use, so many things you can use, so many things. You know what I'm saying? I hear people use money counters and like, shout out my boy Money Music. He'll throw the money counter on his shit real quick. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I would just say like, Definitely, definitely overrated for people stealing sauce for sure. Let's talk about your sound, man. You make some dark beats, bro. Man, yeah, yeah. Kind of talk about how that came about, and you knew, okay, this is my thing. It kind of just started happening. I ain't gonna lie, like, cause I'm real. I try to keep my vibrational, real spiritual, real high vibrational. I don't indulge in any type of dark activity. That's how it's supposed to be, bro. Yeah, it ain't yeah. supposed to be like today on my calendar. I'm gonna try to find my own sauce. Nah, yeah, nigga, it just yeah, happens. Yeah. It just happens. You know what I'm saying? And it's about balance because I'm not, you know, the way my beat sound, you would think I'm just out here just thugging. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm the total opposite of a thug. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's a balance. I live like this, but then I make evil music. You know what I'm saying? But I live righteous, but make evil music. You know what I'm saying? So everything in life has to have a complete balance. If you too righteous all the way and you just making holy righteous beats, like, that's that's over with. You know what I'm saying? Or if I'm just dark, I'm indulging in dark activities physically and I'm making dark music, then it's like I'm in the dark side now. But I feel like the balance that I try to obtain is, you know what I'm saying? I live, you know, by the herbs. I live by the sea moss. I live by the, uh, you know what I'm saying, on, the, on that wave. And then I make the dark music and I can tap in into some dark. Like I even, like, when I made Big Purr, like, shout out Peter Gundry. He, like, the pianist that did all the stuff, like, I had lit a, a candle. I lit a black candle, you know what I'm saying? Because I like to use dark energy for my beats. So a black candle is how you pull dark energy in. You feel what I'm saying? So I lit the black candle. I turn off the lights. I'm making a beat. I pull the energy. I imagine the dark energy, you know what I'm saying? And I made the beat with that with that type of energy in mind. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It carried over, you know what I'm saying? Even though she talked about what she talked about, you know, when they do their choreograph, it's like some dark energy shit going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? That shit worked, bro. Like... You know, if you the same thing for a uh, uh, light beat, if you're making a beat for Drake or if you're making a beat for somebody that's on some, uh, uh, you know, some high spectrum shit, light a white candle. Put the white candle in there when you're making a beat and just think about, you know what I'm saying, that type of energy. And it's going to transfer. Candles is how you transfer energy. You know what I'm saying? You could pull energies down with candles. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just some real shit. Like, so I use my spirituality into my music. You know what I'm saying? So, and that should be working. Man, over here dropping straight Lego block gems. Man, <laughs> man appreciate you, bro. So let's talk about um, Spiral. Mm-hmm. It's, it being in the movie, like film scoring and stuff. Like talk about kind of like how that started. Man, that was crazy, man. Uh, shout out Jordan Berg. He sound supervised everything, um, you know, uh, when it came to that film. Um, but they had actually had tapped in, you know what I'm saying, with Savage and was like, yo, you know, Savage and Meezy, like, yo, we finna... We want to, you know, have some music for the for the soft fam. We want to go to urban route, you know what I'm saying? Like urban, uh, was it Mark, Mark Berg, uh, Oren, Koyuz, those are like the the heads of that uh that franchise, the saw. You know, they did everything in-house. So they like, you know, we can do whatever we want with it for real. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go to urban route 
we got Chris Rock, we got Samuel Jackson in it. We was like, we need some music. So we like, all right, best. So they told me we was in Houston at the time. And they came down and they showed us the film before it was, it was 100% raw. It wasn't really no too much bloody shit in it yet or nothing. They showed us the film and they were just like, oh yeah, this is what it's going to look like. They had a few different like beats, songs in there to like let us know how they wanted it. And then after that, man, it was just lock-in time. You know what I'm saying? They, uh, we went to LA. They had took care of the studio for us. And I just made all the beats. I made like for Spiral, I made that beat like eight times till I got the right one. Cause it's like the saw sample out there. I can't, I gotta get this right. You know what I'm saying? I, I made one this way. I made one this type of way. I made one fast. I made one slow just so Brooke could really hear. And then for the other records with Millie Golightly, shout out Millie Golightly. She's one of my, you know, the favorite artists I like working with. She's amazing. Yeah, super fire. Um, she uh, she likes to do, every time me and her work, we do post-production. Like she'll just do the melody and send her vocals on the melody and send it back. And then she did that for that song, for the song movie. She sent the, uh, the melody. It was uh, Charlie Cowser was the person who composed all the music. So Charlie was like, yo, here's all the stems for every single song movie. Go crazy. I was like, oh, words, say less, you know? So I found this hard-ass, like, piano, dark-ass piano, sent it to Millie, and then Millie put her vocals on it, and I made the rest of the beat around it, and I was down bad. The nudie record, um... Uh, that shit was a record that me and Nudie had for a year already. You know what I'm saying? Me and OZ produced that. And then Nudie, like, you know what I'm saying? Nudie's very particular what he likes to do. So we were trying to get Nudie on the saw beats. And Nudie was just like, nah, nah, I ain't fucking with that one. Nah, I ain't fucking with that one. We was like, Nudie, we ain't got much time, bro. Like, they about to hurry with this shit needs to be done. So then I thought about it. I said, damn, I got that You Ain't Hard record. I was like, what's up with that? He was like, oh, hell yeah. He was like, let's use that shit then. So we ended up using You Ain't Hard and then for emergency, um, Savage Thug and Gunner, that was Savage Dunna, uh, Savage Thug and Gunner song. They ended up doing that one for that one. Turbo and Taurus produced that one. So, you know what I'm saying? And I had I had produced three out of the four, and the people for the song were wonderful people. You know what I'm saying? It ended up leading to me doing this, the Shang Chi soundtrack too for that uh, the the Marvel uh, film. You know what I'm saying? So it it, it was amazing. It was amazing. It, I had to get in that dark mode though. I had to like, I was like, yeah, I had to get in that dark mode again because it's like all scary shit. I was like, man, I got to, you know, had turned the lights off, making the beats like that. And, you know, it was fun, man. It was fun. It was very fun, immersive experience. I scored the, the music where it had to be. Like uh, <clears throat> they had sent me like a little dummy, little um, like area of the music and say, oh, just show us where the song's supposed to go. So I just kind of, okay, this part of the song, this is where the You Ain't Hard going to go. All right, this is where, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of like pieced it kind of and they sent it back to them and it went good, man. You know, it was, it went real good. When you making the beat for artists, you're more in that mode where, okay, is I need, is it good? You feel me? Or it, it needs to be enough room for you to hop on. When we're doing it for movies, what's that like? It's, it's a different approach. So what's your yeah. thought process? It's a different approach because it's like, even though they had song, even though they had, lyrics on it I had to basically like think of it as it's a movie it's a movie that millions of people are gonna see not just one you know demographic of people are gonna watch so I had to like really make the beat to where it's like the beat gonna be enjoyed by everybody you know what I'm saying so for the spiral beat I could have went all the way trap you know what I'm saying or I could have went you know what I'm saying all the way like savage style but I, like, I wanted to kind of fuse it Something that's kind of like, I ain't take away from the rock aspect all the way. So I kept it up tempo. 
because you know every single Saw movie has been rock. You know what I'm saying? Or it has been electric uh, type of like guitar type style. And they have fans, and their fans are used to that. You know what I'm saying? So I said, <clears throat> I don't want to take away from the integrity all the way. You know what I'm saying? So I had to kind of have that mindset when I was really making those beats. I, like, I don't want to take away from the integrity too much. That way I can, you know, keep it within their spectrum that they'll love it and within our spectrum that will love it. So we can create a new type of blend because, you know, Saul's always been towards that, you know? So it's like, it's going urban now. We got to give it an urban approach. So I just kind of try to think like that while I was making it. You know, don't think just like this is this is for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So make the beats a little bit more open. You know what I'm saying? A little bit more different to a degree. Meeting 21 Savage and working on that first record, would you say like you involved as a producer in your way, you know what I'm saying, way fire than what you is now? Yes, 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 for sure, for sure. Like I was, I would say, you know, like it was a, it was, it was, it was been a learning process, you know what I'm saying? It's been a huge learning process. You know, it's helped me. My mindset is way, you know, as, as far as building music, because, you know, you can always be a beat maker. You know, you pull up, you play the beats, and that's it. But I've been really trying to be more on some producing shit. Like, hey, you know, hear the beat. I feel like this shit you did, this was hard. Say that again. Or, you know what I'm saying? Kind of have more of a, like, immersive type of control when it comes to the music. Because that's why I see, like, Pharrell and them, when they play, Pharrell gonna play one or two beats, two or three beats. I, just, I, I was in sitting in, set in on a session with him and Savage and Pharrell playing beats and Pharrell kind of like directing like, yeah, I feel like you could go in here and say this, go crazy on that, you know what I'm saying, that gutter shit. But then on this part, come in and switch it up and then talk about some, some you know what I'm saying, some shit like some a lot type shit and then go back, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, I was like, I see how he's really just maestroing this shit, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, that's the way I really want to be. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to do that with somebody that's kind of like, yeah, I know what I like already. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to work with somebody to get yeah, there. Yeah, like, exactly. You just can't pop in the room and be like, hey, nigga, you should start singing. <laughs> you feel me? Like, like, nigga, you should produce. You to exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I build with somebody. I feel like that's, that's my main thing. Like, me and Koi, we be building like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we be in the studio, and then she, you know, play some stuff, and then did a record. Came in, I was like, oh, yeah, I love how you did that. You know, that vocal at the end, like, that shit was crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like me and her building that type of, like, you know, relationship. And like, same with, like, me and Lil' Harold. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, talk more and tip. You know, different people like that. One thing I like about you and Coyle Roy is how you said, uh, when she uh, posted the snippet, she tagged you in it. You gained, like, 10,000 followers from it. Like, man, artists ain't doing that now. Artists ain't doing that, man. Like, when artists tag us, producers, that shit goes a long way. That shit goes a long way because that's all we really want because, of course, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get, you know, the paperwork and all that, but we trying to build our businesses too. So <clears throat> if the artist has a million followers and millions of followers, you know, and they tagging, they tag us, that shit goes so long for us. But like, I got like literally like 10K followers when she tagged me with the big per first, you know, came out. So I was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then I started seeing that. And I'm like, man, if, art, if, art, if only artists did this more often, you know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of producers, <clears throat> it's the same thing. Like, you know, they just want to be tagged. So what would you say is, like, the main factor when it came to, like, expanding your sound and constantly just getting better at beats from when you started working at 21 to, like, literally right now? Man, I would say just consistently making beats. Consistently making beats and getting constructive criticism. You know what I'm saying? Getting people telling me, hey, you need to change this, you need to make this a little better, or you need to, you know what I'm saying, do this, or sitting around watching Metro cook and, you know what I'm saying, training my ear, because your ear train. You know, if you be around somebody that's a master when it comes to their production, just you being in the same room 
your ear will begin training. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're hearing, okay, I hear the 808. Boom, I hear where he where he thought it was off, and I hear where it's on, and I can agree with that. You know, or I hear when this is this, and my ear agrees with that. Or, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. And then you just, even if you don't make beats, like sometimes I go like, I might go a few days without making beats. But even if I don't make beats, I feel like I'm still training in my head because I'm still listening to music. I'm still hearing stuff, you know what I'm saying, in my mind. My ear is still getting a little better, you know what I'm saying? Because there's times I might take a month break and then I might go to making beats. And then I'm like, damn, like I hear the 808s quick. You know, I hear the, I hear my notes quick. Or there's times where, you know, beats making beats is like working out. If you do it more, the more buff you get, the more buff your ears get. You know what I'm saying? So now you hearing shit right away. You got buff ass ears, you know what I'm saying? Fit ears, you know, so. In this area we in, I see a lot of managers and ARs kind of not doing their job, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to ask you how you feel about that. Like, this business being kind of smoking mirrors and, oh, I'm going to change your life and I'll do this. And, you know what I'm saying? How you feel about that going on? Like, me personally, like, Meezy, who manages me and Savage, Meezy, he's he's really a great manager. Like, he's, he like, he'll, like, for example, I'll give you a time when, when Sav, when um Young Thug and Gunna did a record. We went to Thug's studio and um, Thug, he wasn't in the room. And then Meezy was like, Hazel, just pull your laptop out and just start playing beats. I was like, bro, I'm not going to do that, bro. Like, Thug about to come in here tripping. Like, I'm not going to just pull, start playing beats in his room. He not here. He was like, bro, just trust me. Just do it. I was like, all right, bet. So I did it. And then Thug came in the room. And Thug and Gunna came in the room. So I'm like, oh, shit. I'm looking. Thug start shaking his head. He start freestyling. I'm like, okay, bet. Appreciate you, bro. And then I, I'm shifting through beats. I'm like on the third beat. I'm like, fuck. Like, he, he was freestyling. So I was like, okay, I'm good. I played the next beat. It was a beat that me and Weston, we and Weston Weiss had made. And then he was like, oh, this the one, Slack. Pull this one up. Pull this one up. I'm like, all right, bet. But, you know, he, him and Gunna did the song right there in my face. But it was because of Meezy, you know what I'm saying, making that rash decision. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like some people are out here that are really here to change your life when it comes to that management and, and stuff like that. But some of them are on, like, they, some of them are just in for the money. You know what I'm saying? They might see like, damn, you hard as fuck. You a hard ass producer. Let me just get my 20%. And that's, you know what I'm saying? Our 25% and I'm collecting everything you get. Me, there's been times where Meezy, he don't even ask for the commissions. You know what I'm saying? Just to make sure I'm straight. Like, hey, Hazel, like, I don't even want nothing, bro. Like, let's just build on you. Like in the beginning, like the whole beginning, like he ain't asked for nothing. Like, just like, hey, let's let's build, let's build. So then I seen, okay, he really trying to uh, help with my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, so as producers coming up, when you choose your manager or you choose your A&R and you choose those people, you got to just watch and see how they are when it comes to money. You know what I'm saying? Because that's going to come. The money going to come. But how they are when it comes to the money, how they handle it is going to let you know if you want to have them around. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's never money, should be the last name. You know what I'm saying? The first name should be you and your, what you doing. It's... it's because you got to create that opportunity for money to exist. Exactly. So if you're a manager not creating opportunities and looking for gray areas and waiting on the money, it's like, shit. That's not the wave, you know? Because you're going to lose at that point because it's like now, you only think about money. You're not thinking about advancing this producer's career. You're not thinking about, you said you're going to change his life. And you just thinking about the money. You're trying to change your life. You know what I'm saying? Our, both our lives going to get changed, but we just got to stay down. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. When, the man, when it comes to management, a and you know what I'm saying, and all that. Since we on business, I want to talk about this Twitter post I seen you make. Well, really, Meezy made it. 
he was said uh things work how they need to today uh you got out your pub deal locked in multiple placements with Coilerae new single and you just also got a gold certification so I just want to talk about that pub deal first uh who was you who was you with so I was with Admin MP and Admin MP this is before like right after Little Baby song that came out and I was basically kind of tricked into signing with them to collect my YouTube you know, collect my uh, my royalties that was floating around. I didn't get no advance. I didn't get no, you know, anything up front or anything. It was just like, oh, producer, sign here. All right. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't say nothing. They didn't do nothing for me. They didn't collect nothing. They didn't say nothing until I didn't even know I was signed to them. You know what I'm saying? Then I signed with Slaughter Gang. They didn't say nothing. The whole I Am I Was comes out December 2021, uh, 2018. Then they're like, oh, yeah, well, Hazel signed to us. So how is he signed to you guys? And then it was just like, what? Like, Hazel, you said, and then at first they thought it was, I was trying to do some weird shit. Like, oh, Hazel, you try to, like, sign? I was like, probably, bro, like, I don't know nothing about this shit. Like, I don't know nothing. Like, all I knew was I did a song with Lil Baby, and I was trying to collect my money properly. And these people said they could help collect the money. And I was like, okay, bet. I ain't know nothing about contracts. I ain't know nothing about any of that. So I was like, yo, and then they were like, okay, man, like, you know, and it kind of like helped me in a way because it stopped me from signing the pub deal too early. You know what I'm saying? Because after I was, they wanted to sign me, you know what I'm saying, a few different companies. And it was like, yo, we're trying to, you know, sign. But then I couldn't because I already had that company. So it basically allowed me to build, build up leverage to the point to where now that I'm free from it, it's like I'm trying to talk with other pub companies to see how we can do an admin partnership or something like that. But that, that particular administration MP, they got so many producers. Like, there's so many, like, young producers that's hot or that's coming up that get tricked into signing with them. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? They can't do a lot of stuff now. You know what I'm saying? The deals be, like, three years. It wasn't a, it, So it wasn't, like, admin? It was, like, an admin. It was, like, this admin deal. But it was, like, the way they set it up, it was, like, they, like, own, like, control all your shit. Like, it was crazy. I mean, I, I don't fuck with puzzles like how niggas be just promising you shit. Like, yeah. hey, yeah, you gonna work with Uzi, bro? You gonna work with this first? You gonna work Give with me this cap, first? Right. You, you the hundred nigga they on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You finna like, get in line? Yeah. Yeah. This shit ain't nothing but illegal. The music industry, the business side, it's just a scam system, but it's le you can legally do it. You, you legally do it. Yep. Like, bro, it's vultures out here, gang. You feel me? Like, and I feel like, honestly, like, this is me. I feel like the best way you're gonna have to learn from this shit it's really like you gotta have to take an L to learn from that shit and turn to. it into a lesson, gang. You, you got feel to. me? Like you, got to. you just gonna have to, bro. You feel me? Like you can prepare yourself for something, you feel me? And you know, try not to maneuver around that, but like when you take the L, you're like, yep. like oh shit. I, I doing that shit again. Like, oh, ain't doing yeah, that again. Me? Yeah, bro. Yeah, because it was definitely an L, bro. Cause it's like, man, like it was a lot of money that got held up that I was supposed to get and different stuff that was, you know what I'm saying? It was just was. It was all disheveled, you know what I'm saying, because of me signing with that. But it's like I tell other producers, like, up and coming, don't sign with nothing, you know what I'm saying, until you have somebody look at it, like a real lawyer, or you just make sure that it's beneficial for you at the moment. At the time, it wasn't beneficial for me to sign with that. If I would have just knew how to collect my money or knew how to go, you know what I'm saying, do some shit with, like, sound exchange or, you know what I'm saying, song trust and shit like that that's more innocent, I could have been able to collect even more, you know what I'm saying? But because I was tricked into, it was somebody that was trying to go around signing producers and getting 5%, you know what I'm saying, on on stuff that, you know, that whoever they sent to get signed by these people. So, you know what I'm saying, it was complete bullshit. 
you know, uh, I have a few friends, producer friends that was stuck in that same shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of people stuck in it that that they won't say nothing, but they stuck in that same I shit. I to a lot of producers and like, I get the same answer again. Like, oh yeah, I'm trying to get out my publishing deal. I hear everybody say that same that shit. Crazy. I'm trying to get out my shit now. Yeah, I'm still signed to them. Yeah, you feel me? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. This is why I tell producers it's always important. Not, not even to have a producer brand, you feel me? Or just like, that's important, yeah. but just to have other business going on. Because you got to think about it, bro. Let's take Kanye, for example. Or Rihanna, ain't she like? Correct me if I'm wrong. Ain't she like a millionaire, billionaire, 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 billionaire. billionaire. yeah, a vintage. Both of them had to go outside of music to get to that. You feel me? Yeah, Dre. Facts. Had to go outside of music to get to that. Like, there's money here, but it's only so much. You feel me? This is a stepping stool. The this is really like the way that we get an audience for other businesses to monetize through us and shit. And it's like it's really nasty how the way it's like. When we don't look at ourselves as a business, most of us don't have ent- a, at least an entity, an LLC. Yeah. So we're not running our checks through that bank account right. to go get a real loan. Instead of asking for a loan against my own shit, like using my publishing on my records as, you know what I'm saying? Le- as a, leeway. A, yeah, yeah, as leeway to get a loan from somebody right. that doesn't make music. Instead of going to the bank with my business bank account. Right, right. How, like, you know what I'm saying? This is a business. Just as much as anything else, you know what I'm saying? But as long as you don't go open your laptop and go on whatever state you is, government website, turn that to an entity, get your business bank account, EIN, and all that shit, you always going to be in the same position, asking, 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 asking for a loan that you don't think is a loan. Crazy, bro. Yeah, that shit has some people locked up for yet forever. <laughs> you got that nigga JB woke. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> my boy JB. Oh, yeah. JB woke, yeah. too dead, yeah, been nah. too dead. Nah, but people be in that shit forever, bro. Like, there's people that's, like, stuck in deals to the point to where, like, they owe $7 million. And it's like, their music ain't selling no more. So it's like, bro, now these people own you forever. And you done spent that shit. And oh you done God. spent the shit. Oh, my God. On shit that you can't get back. Like, my thing, bro, like, if I, when I do one, like, I'm going to do some type of admin partnership or something, bro, I'm going straight to land. I'm getting some land. I'm getting a water well built. I'm getting some self-sustainable fruits and vegetables growing on my land. I'm about to completely just try to become self-sustainable to a degree. You know what I'm saying? And just use my money to go in my CMOS business and the clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you got to go into businesses with this music shit. I look at the music shit as like a stepping stool. You know what I'm saying? To do things that's going to really make you become uh, wealthy for generations. Because at the end of the day, our whole purpose of doing this shit is to continue our legacies because... We don't have a legacy. Our parents might have been stripped of a legacy. Their parents might have been stripped of their legacy. So every time, you know what I'm saying, as as copper-colored people, we have to start over from the beginning. We have to keep starting over, keep starting over, keep starting over. So I want to be able to say, you know what? We're not starting over no more. I'm about to try to do something in this lifetime to where I can set it up to where my children going forward will have something to at least have a cushion off of so they can begin to do what they need to do instead of being it stripped from us and starting over again and again and again, because we started over, you know what I'm saying? They started over, they start, you know what I'm saying? So that's the whole thing. We have to end that cycle, you know what I'm saying? And it starts with us and it goes to what you're saying is doing them businesses and doing them things outside of music so we can really obtain that real wealth that is gonna last for generations. That's so much money we can't possibly spend in this lifetime. So we gotta set up our children and set up the future generations. Even if we have children now or not, we gotta be thinking like that. So we got war shit going on, COVID shit going on. We got decentralized currency going on. You know what I'm saying? 
A lot of y'all need to look at it and understand that. What's a de- look up, what's a decentralized currency? Who, what middleman got taken out the picture right now? You know what I'm saying? Go look that up, go understand that. What is something that you're doing to set yourself up for the times coming? Well, the times is here, actually, because we in the meta. You know what I'm saying? People got to wake up and understand that it's the currency decentralized right now. You know what I'm saying? Somebody losing. I can't say it on camera. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know, yeah. What's some things you're doing to prepare yourself? Man, I'm really just plotting, plotting on the land, looking for the land, um, starting to learn. I know how to heal myself with herbs. You know what I'm saying? I, I had my second child. I had a home birth. You know what I'm saying? I know how to deliver children. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to, I'm trying to completely detach myself to a degree from needing anything that has to do with the system. That's my goal. You feel what I'm saying? I want to have my children. I'll do this shit myself. You know what I'm saying? I have a doula. I, I, you know, I, I, it's, you know, keeping that uterus and keeping that woman healthy during the pregnancy is the key to having an at-home birth. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, the herbs heal. The herbs are truly healing. I've healed many things from people just off of putting them on herbs and changing their diet. So they don't want to tell us that just because the fact is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a game. So, you know what I'm saying? I want to be able to take myself I learn the herbs of healing. I learn the ways of self-sustainability. And then when I get my money, I'm going straight to that. I'm going straight to that. You know what I'm saying? So that way I can still operate in this system for however long we have left in the system. But when things really say I'm I'm to the land, you know what I'm saying? I got my water well. I got this set up. I got this set up. You know what I'm saying? Pull up on me, dog. I'm here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Pull up deep, on me. Bro. That shit yeah. deep. Because you got to think of it, bro. It's like I was telling niggas, like, bro, you know Facebook? So fucking, they can zap the whole family tree, gang. You bro, feel me? No the whole they know what you looking tree. up. No care. Like, bro, you gotta understand what lookalike ads are. You could you could pay Facebook to basically be like, bro, I need you to find people that like skulls, no right? Care. They like skulls, <laughs> but only find people who like skulls that have dreads and they wear blue hats. <laughs> and they'll find them niggas, no bro. You feel me? Oh, no care. Like that shit. That shit crazy. Phones, like man, yeah, all bro. that shit's the shit. Yeah. We in a time now where it's like, bro, like we don't know how to go a day without any technology. Yeah, bro. It's, you know what I'm saying? We got to go back to the ways of the ancestors. You know what I'm saying? We got to go back to the ways of the ancestors because, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, bro, it's like we go to the grocery store to get our food. Yeah. Our ancestors grew their food. So if the grocery store wake up one day and say, you know what, we're out of food, or you know what, you can't come in. We've seen it before. We've seen it before during COVID. It was no food, gang. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it get to that point again. You know, I always like to say like this. A mother bird will feed the chicks out her mouth, right? We have to be our own mother birds for our own generations to come. Because if we let the store be the mother bird, we let the mall, we let this fake fabrics, we let all this stuff get on our system and our bodies and these electrical currents, then it's like we dependent on it now. That's our mother bird. You know what I'm saying? If this mother bird crash out, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We can't fall. You know what I'm saying? We have to keep going. Our people must keep going. But like producers got to sometimes like just stop for a minute and be like, what's the bigger picture, bro? We're not even talking about producing okay. shit right now. You as feel a, me? As a producer Because like, too, bro, yeah. we sitting here making, yeah. feel me? We making trap songs and shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. Look what's going on on the other side, you feel me? Yeah. It's like, what's the bigger picture? You feel me? Sometimes you got to stop and evaluate and be like, I, you know, let me, yeah, let me, what's, what happens if yeah. a goddamn nuclear bomb yeah. come yeah, out of nowhere, yeah. you feel me? Don't like, get lost in the sauce. Deep. Yeah, don't ever get lost in the sauce. Like some people just like, focus, you know, focus on the producing, focus on what's making your money right now. But, 
you know, don't get lost in it. Like, bro, I just want to get hella placements. I'm about to just, Let's see you know what I'm saying? Like that, hey, outside that shit, bro, it's like, it's like, what you got? What's the emotion like? You got some friends, nigga. Like, you yeah. feel me? Like, do some shit. You feel me? Like, it's some producer I know who. And there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing it's just wrong so with you're it. passionate about it. You yeah, feel me? But exactly. at the same time, it's like. Stay in you know, tune. Stay in yeah, tune. Yeah, stay in tune. You got to, bro. Because when you talk about growing food and shit, and like, I, I sat on that for a minute. Like, why is this shit so backwards? But it's like, when you say, like, are we starting over and shit, this generation, what is it? Is it you reap what you sow? Yeah. But nobody's really sowing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we literally just like waiting for shit to just, yeah, we just taking shit out the ground for it to even grow and just, but it's like, as long as you don't understand that, bro, we're going to stay on like square one. Like you're not reaping nothing. You're, oh, I want to get this place. I'm going to do this. And I'm manifesting it. And I'm saying make a beast all day. It's like, where'd you go in? Use a shovel. You know what I'm saying? Where'd you go yeah. and reap that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah, you ain't sold so, it. Yeah, yeah, where'd you go and sold it? I'm bad, not reap it, but yeah, like, that's just simple. This nigga yeah. looking like, Robbie tell a thousand people this shit. Finally, somebody get that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the 85%, deaf, dumb, and the blind. Yeah, you know bro. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of shit out here, man. You know what I'm saying? Out here in Georgia, the Georgia guy stones. Look at the Georgia guy stones. That you know what the agenda, you know what the agenda is. So I ain't gonna say what it is, but if you know, if you watch, look at the Georgia yeah. guy stone. That shit crazy. Niggas, niggas is writing stuff in the rock, telling you <laughs> left, <laughs> left this. Hey, and that shit is protected. You go over there try to fuck with that shit, bro. They shoot me down. <laughs> you seen that? I don't know what y'all talking about, gang. Nigga, go. Nah, man. Yeah, that's some niggas writing on their plans in the Bruh, rock. They left it oh there. God, they see. left it there. Yeah, Georgia guy stones protected. I mean, let's talk about the land you have in Ghana, bro. Like, why? Man, so, um, man, so I was fortunate enough, um, you know, my brother 44 had, had introduced me to one of our good friends, Walla Y. He's a prominent uh, rapper and from Ghana, and he has uh, thousands of acres of land. Real cool dude, man. He, he had a huge house in Vegas, like, just huge as fuck. I'm like, man, what the fuck he do? Like, you know what I'm saying? So this is before any placements. He, uh, we pulled up, and then he uh, was like, yeah, I want to buy some beats. So, you know what I'm saying? I think I just had... I don't think I had little baby narcs out yet. But he was like, yeah, I want to buy some beats, da 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 So I'm like, okay, bet. And then he he was the first person to buy beats for over $1,000. And I was like, whoa, like, you know what I'm saying? And then over the years, we would build, you know, and even one time he decided to make beats. Like, yeah, I want to make beats, teach me. I'm like, yeah, bet. We teach him how to make beats. And he was just like, bro, you know, you know I got this land in Ghana. Like, you know what I'm saying? He has thousands of acres. So he was like, man, you want some land? I was like, yeah. He like, the time will come. The time will come. And he I always would talk about it, but he would just be like, the time will soon come. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then one day, bro, he was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I got some land for you, bro. He gave me an acre. Wrote, got the deed, you know what I'm saying? Signed off on everything. I was like, bet. And then uh, he ended up giving me another acre a few months later. You know what I'm saying? So, but it, it's in uh, Ghana. It's near the monkey sanctuary. It's called uh, Tafe Atone. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's like a, um, like a straight, like it's a, a small stream that runs through it. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful land, you know what I'm saying. I plan to go to it soon. I want to go to it. I want to get some stuff uh built out there. You know what I'm saying. I want to kind of get some uh some land cleared and built, and it's really cheap. You know what I'm saying. You can go out there with like thirty thousand, forty thousand, and just get your shit all the way ready for building. You know what I'm saying. So you know what I'm saying it's very beautiful, man, and it's like you know. It's good to have that land just because I like tropical areas. And Ghana is a very subtropical land. You know what I'm saying? It's virtually free of nat natural disasters. It's um it has uh, you know, one of the highest, highest uh, you know, mineral contents in the soil. You know what I'm saying? It's very high mineral, very, very high in mineral. 
Um, and it's just good to be there, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, me personally, I believe that uh, most of the, uh, most of so-called black people, you know, we come from indigenous roots here in America, you know what I'm saying? I believe we are the Indians, you know what I'm saying? I believe we are the aboriginal colored, copper colored beings that were here on this land, you know what I'm saying? Just because I did research in the census records. And I've taken my census records all the way back. Like this shit Kevin Gates be talking about is real, you know what I'm saying? It's real shit, you know what I'm saying? It's real true, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the, some people did come from Africa, you know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> for people to be able to have been in those ships at that time during the 1400s, 1500s, and wooden ships without steam is impossible to carry millions of people across the, uh, a three-month journey. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, a lot of things are told in reverse. A lot of things are told so we can be, you know, think one thing, but in reality, we are, we're here in our land. So I got the land of Africa too, though, just because that is still ancestral land. You know what I'm saying? That's still very powerful land that's still, you know, something that has a great significance to the whole world just because, you know, it's one of the biggest continents to exist. You know what I'm saying? And there's been pyramids. Anywhere I see, anywhere you see pyramids is a very special place. You know what I'm saying? You got pyramids in Central America. You got pyramids here in Georgia. All over. All, all over, over Georgia. World, all over you know what I'm saying? All over the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every but, continent a pyramid. You know what I'm saying? So that lets you know what, what was going on. But, you know what I'm saying? That go back to the music because... All that music has a lot to do with that, too. You know what I'm saying? The music and why these particular beings are making this music to this day and these certain people are still doing this music to this day because that's what we was always doing. You know what I'm saying? That's what was always being done. So, you know, it just travels in the generations. Whether we realize our generational energy and we under overstand it or we don't, it's always living in us. You know what I'm saying? We always going to have rhythm. We always going to want to make music. We always going to, you know, do certain things, you know, just because it was always was done. You know, so, but yeah, man, shit crazy. So, I mean, shit, I ain't gonna cap, but you done went through the whole Google Docs, bro. I turned the laptop off. I ain't got no other questions, bro. Yes, sir, man. Let's wrap it up with, if you could give anything you want to say to producers who want to lock in with you, work with you, just like, you know what I'm saying, look up to you, what would you say to them? Oh, uh, man, shit, I say, you know what I'm saying, just tap in with me, you know what I'm saying? Tap in with me. I always fuck with people, you know what I'm saying, on some genuine energy. You know, we could tap in for sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you have any questions about CMOS and health and anything I can do to contribute to that end, I would love to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's something that I love myself. So, you know what I'm saying? And just stay down, stay true to yourself, never stop working, and manifest with emotion. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest thing right there. Let them know where they can follow you at. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at SGKidHazel and on Twitter at SGKidHazel. There you go, man. That's a wrap. I ain't gonna lie, we gotta do a video, bro. Got you know, vegan and beats on producer. Guys. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Thanks, you know what I'm saying? Cook up a little beat. You feel oh god, me? yeah. You know, up. I cook. I, I love to cook, so I'll make I'll make y'all some good vegan food, bro. Like I'll make some shit to where y'all would like. But with that being said, man, that's another episode of the podcast, man. We gone. Hey, love.